Welcome to the Theory of DFS podcast. I'm Jordan Cooper, the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. That's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass at theoryofdfs.com. Join with me this week, someone that someone that I would consider, uh, maybe we go the furthest back of, of I, I think, of anyone that, that I've had uh, on the show here. Uh, I, I consider him uh, part of the Mount Rushmore of DFS soccer in the DraftKings lobby. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but uh, Paul, Paul V, Paul Villamazar, but Paul, but it, it, am I close? Villamazar, yeah, that's close. Villamazar, There's a right. couple different ways, but yeah. But you're, you're affectionately known as uh, Pew, 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 uh, with, with five E's on Twitter. So you have to, you have to get, you have to get the, the same amount of E's right. Uh, yeah. But when I started playing in October 2015 on DraftKings uh, DFS Soccer for EPL, like that, you were one of the names that I, you know, it's based to me, the Mount Rushmore. Would you consider Paul the Mount Rushmore? Because DFS Soccer hasn't been around for that long. I mean, 2014, maybe, I guess. Would, would you agree with me that the, the four, if, I, if you had the name four, it would be you, Saramek, Red Code 85 and Old T. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. I, mean, I don't think I, think, I don't think uh, Keith plays much anymore. But like back yeah. in the back of the day, old underscore T, it's like, damn, get out of my contests. Stop taking my head. Yeah, old old T played a lot. Um Saramac and uh, Red Coat obviously a lot. They were later because the England came on later. I believe they're both British, right? Um so they came a little bit later, but yeah, clearly like since they've been in there, they've they've they're they're on there. I would say, and old T, yeah, old T is one of the originals. I would say, right? And there's like D- like Tom sure. Debo, ten ninety nine. He doesn't play much anymore. He was yeah back then. He was yeah he was pretty big back then. Yeah, the, a lot of the people have kind of there was people that kind of came and go, didn't last maybe. Uh, so I would say that's probably a pretty good four. Yeah. Uh, since uh, seeing obviously you know we played we played some head to heads back in the day, right? You probably took some of my. Five dollar head to heads. Did you did you oh. think I did you think I would last this long? <laughs> I think it's you know I think it's hard to say. Obviously, uh, after a while, you could see that you know like you were approaching it the right way. You knew what you were doing. Um, I think there's also a difference between someone who's sharp and then there's just so many perils to like get through in gambling and DFS. Of like you could be a good player, but then you you know you play over your head. Variance gets you. There's a lot of different ways, so I think it's hard to pick. But generally speaking, the guys that have a, you know, that kind of are probably a little bit nittier on the sharp side and not too crazy probably have a better chance to last. Right, and you're, 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 descri- you're describing me. I mean, I picked yeah. off my first year and a half of just pl- playing DFS soccer. I was picking off the low-stakes stuff. But, yeah. I, but I noticed that when I moved up, you know, two years into the higher higher stakes, with $25, $50, Double yeah. ups, cash games, and the small field GPPs. That you know, it was much, much more difficult. Like you know, yeah. I, I I needed to not have the mindset because it worked for me for two years because I was playing low stakes. Of uh, I'm just going to basically act as if there's no goals to be scored on the slate, and just like just run me down. I'm going to take set piece takers and fullbacks yeah. and run me down. And if you want to take three goal scores, I'll. I'll they don't score goals enough in this sport. Uh, but at the higher stakes, uh, people tend to uh, build a little bit more with ceiling in mind 
where, yeah, you may not be taking three gold dependent forwards in your cash, you know, lineup, but yeah. you're not just, you're not taking, you know, my, the, the running joke with me is, you know, if there's, if there's a defensive mid, there's an English defensive central midfielder that takes more than like three set pieces. It's like 5k, put them in my lineup and uh, lock it, lock in those five and a half points. And then in the low stakes, you could get bought, you could actually win doing that. But in the yeah. high stakes, you, you, you end up getting burned by, you know, these, these lineups that have some type of goal scoring upside where yeah. one of those three guys scores and you're, you're in, you're in bad shape. Yeah. It's uh there's a, there's a difference, right? Like there's a fairly significant difference between the lower stakes and the higher stakes for the construction, which I'm sure it's like that in every sport for sure. in soccer, right? Like people are just going to make more mistakes at the lower stakes on average, they're just going to have, you know, they're not going to have as many ways to win. And at the higher stakes, like you're just not going to see that you have to play a little bit more for upside. So you have to kind of include that a little bit. Um, originally too, right. Like in the early days of DFS, like it was a lot softer, like for soccer. And we also had the, get... how about the 11 man rosters and full point crosses? Yeah. the 11. So I was, I was actually against that. I was against that at the time. Um, even though I thought it was good, right? I just thought it just it just it became too easy, too mundane, and I just I didn't think it was gonna last. And uh, so I was kind of I was against that because I, I I thought that like this goes on for so long, and it's just like the the weaker players, the casual players are just getting crushed, and the ecosystem wasn't gonna be able to survive very long like that. And uh, even though like you know like it probably it gives more edge to the better players. But it was too difficult to construct lineups. It was uh, it, it was just I didn't think long term that it was the best way to go. I right. think that I thought that the eight players was better, and I'm glad that they went back. Right, because you have a very similar uh, opinion that I do. Like uh, it's you'd rather give up the short term edge for more long term profits. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to. You have to think about the. Uh, you don't need to, to cater to the sharks. You need to kind of think about what the the people at the bottom wrongs, what the people that just want to have fun, and what the people that really support an ecosystem. And you want them to have a good time. You don't want them to just get crushed. So how come they don't don't change soccer to like FPL scoring, where it's like goals, assists, clean sheets, and nothing. That's it. So. I mean, yeah. I, I'm. I mean, Fanduel kind of tries to do that, right? And. I think there's a fine line of like keeping it a game and keeping it skill based, but also like you don't want to go over to the level where it just. I think with the eleven too, it was just too easy. Like like you didn't have to be very good to make a good lineup. So that even like it it kind of it just watered it down for even like the sharpest players. I would say is because the the gap between like kind of good players and like the sharp really sharp players. Uh, narrowed with the 11 players because it's like you can just get everybody you didn't have to make as many tough decisions so in that in that sense it it actually kind of affected a couple rungs of the ecosystem i would say because it made it easier because you didn't have to evaluate these games for the difficult decisions you you could just get them all get all the best plays and play them all and it's just like that's mundane you know right because we get that it would be a five game slate you have 11 roster spots and it's like other than like the two big underdogs, you got the set piece takers for like eight teams in one lineup yeah. and just like, and you're still able to fit them all in. Yeah. You play a cheap fullback at, at, at one of your defender spots. And yeah. And it's like, you, you don't have to make the decision of, do you play Yuri Tielemans or Pascal Gross? You don't yeah. make the decisions of, oh, we have two, you, you have Bruno Fernandez and Kevin De Bruyne both on the slate. 
yeah. and he can't play both of them. So like now yeah. you have to make that decision and what construction is, is better. Uh, but that also benefits the weaker players because when, you know, when you're able to play all the good plays, if you can't identify the good plays, yeah. like you're dead. Yeah. And for the sharper exactly. and for the sharper players, our lineups just all are, are like one V ones and two V are just like all kind of which cheap fullback and goalkeeper did you take? And everyone else's lineup is the same. Yeah. So at the, at the higher stakes that you were playing, you're playing, you know, other sharp players at five hundred thousand dollar head to heads that are practically coin flips and like yeah. no one's making the mistake. Yeah. Yeah. The mistakes are I think it's just the, the mistakes are graded from like large mistakes to small mistakes. Like people will say, you know, there's mistakes or someone's making a lot of mistakes. And really, you know, it is it's not black and white, it's gray, right? Like I, I the way I view DFS is like the person that makes the least amount of mistakes over the longest period of time is going to do the best, specifically in cash games, right? So um, when you're looking at the really sharp players, it's like you may be making a small mistake, like in a spot where it's very close, whereas the really bad players are just like missing the really slam dunk plays that like you kind of can't miss, right? And so it comes down to it just gets finer and finer and finer that edge. And the like, there's certain times where it's just like it's a toss up, right? Like it's it's like a 50 50. Like really, it doesn't matter. It just matters on that uh, variance. Like there's certain spots where it's like, it's just who's going to, you know, like there's a spot where like these guys are almost exactly the same. It's a coin flip, right? And then there's times where it's like, you know, this guy has a decent amount of an upside and that mistake is then gets bigger and bigger and smaller and smaller. And I kind of think that like that's the biggest key between like high stakes and lower stakes and how you're going to do in the long run is like you're progressively eliminating the bigger mistakes until you're getting down to the finer and finer points of it. And then sometimes in cash games, what, what I, I believe I've gotten better over the years in the, the thinking, cause it used to be at the low stakes. Yeah. As long as I don't make the mistake, as long, as long as I don't make the mistakes, as long as I optimize for floor, like yeah. people will make enough mistakes and whatever. But then once I start now, I can't even play contests under five bucks. Like now, in order for me to get soccer action, I'm going to have to be in contests with sharper players that it almost comes to weaker players. It comes across as bailouts. I know Andrew always makes fun of, you know, the bailout goals or bailout assists I get in my lineup now in the maybe the past year or two where I see the thirty eight hundred dollar defensive midfielder. That's like, okay, you know, he has a floor, but I'd rather take. I'd rather take the $4,200 central midfielder that may shoot from deep a couple of times. And yeah, his floor may be two instead of four and a half, but he has like a twice or three times more likelihood of actually having a, a chance at, a, at a, be on the score sheet with a goal or an assist. That yeah. what that'll do is bail out any, like if I do make one of those small mistakes in my lineup, like it bails it out. It's like if yeah. I end up with like the wrong fault, like, oh, I sometimes, you know, I do a dinky do it forward and I have a guy that's like 8% owned in cash in a forward spot or defender yeah. spot. And it's like, I see the constructions other people make and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think I made a little bit of a mistake there. I think that one is a little bit, not a huge mistake, but a small yeah. one, but it's like, but I yeah. have, but I have this 12% owned because I made this construction. No one else could have this guy. And if yeah. this guy scores 10 and assist yeah. and some chances created like that two point difference in that mistake, like I, 
I give myself yeah. the opportunity to get bailed out rather than take the safe, the safe quote unquote guy that yeah. like will score four or five or six a lot, but almost yeah. never double digits. Yeah, he's capped, right? Like a lot of times some of those guys are capped at their at their ceiling is 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 severely capped. Some of these other guys it's it's very slate dependent. I mean, I think it's it's very slate dependent, it's very team dependent, right? Like certain teams that will have more of a ceiling versus other teams that have a floor. How much are they attacking? How many crosses? Like how likely are they are to score? I mean, you could you could run that all into projections and it would still like spit out an average score that, you know, it's baked into the price that this guy is better. Maybe some of the times, you know, like it's going to hurt and he's going to brick and the guy that just, you know, always puts up six points is going to get there. But I think if you run the numbers, it's probably still better that to take that, to take the higher end guy, to take the higher upside a little bit more, especially because a lot more people are just doing that. And, you know, at, at the higher stakes, you know, like you can't just be super safe all the time. You have to be a little bit more aggressive and you can't always just take the, the, the safe play. You have to take a little bit more ceiling. Like you said, especially too, I think it depends on the type of contest you're playing. Like quite often it's become that, um, the three mans or four man winner take, take alls are, uh, are a lot more of my action as it's kind of gone as the uh, DFS ecosystem has evolved. So for me, I think, especially as I'm designing my lineups, if a lot of my action is in those and I'm going to be using my cash lineup in those, then I definitely want to be thinking more about ceiling. And then maybe I'm going to brick some of the 50-50s, but if more of my action is in three-mans and four-mans and I'm using my cash lineup for that, then I, I definitely need to be thinking about that a little right, bit Right, right, because sometimes, sometimes if you're playing three-mans, you yep. could end up, profiting even though you bricked in all of your double like you could you could come in sixth out of an 11 man double up yeah but you're playing a three man against uh someone that came in eighth in that and yeah. a, and tenth and it's actually yeah. you're making more money or you're playing you're playing a thousand dollar head-to-head yeah. that like yeah yeah all, all of this all of this the the safe lineups or whatever ended up on top of you but yeah. you ended up just outscoring just like just the guys that you're playing at the high stakes yeah, yeah, are, are, yeah. Do, here's a question. Uh, I know you, you can't avoid playing Saramek and Redcoat at the high stakes, but how much non of their act, like, like, uh, cause a, a lot of, a lot of high stakes play has to do truthfully about battling for the lobby. Yeah. Right. Cause I, as a nit, like I don't battle for the lobby. Yeah, because I just look and I I'll scroll down to the non guaranteeds I'll see two out of three, two out of three, two out of three, and I see pew 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 Saramek. So I'm like, okay, I'm I ain't joining this, yeah. right? Like as long as I see one person that I don't know, or I barely ever see, like then I join. But that that's not how you get action. You get action by being the two in the two out of three, not caring if like Redcoat decides to just be three out of three that week, and now it's yeah. just the three of you you know, kind of flipping coins for, for, you know, four or five figures worth of action. But in yeah. order to get, you know, the random dude that somehow wants to take, you know, a, a 1063 man, like you have, to, you have to be willing to give up EV on many weeks or yeah. split the rake. Like, you, you, like you look at the, you know, the, between the three of you, like you're probably not even going to beat out the 5% rate. Like you're going to win enough times 
But in the yeah. long run, over the year, I mean, is there enough? I mean, you're, you're you're playing it, so I mean, the answer must be yes. Is there enough random action? People that try to step up and try to take you on, people that cut you just out of the blue, no badgers. Like, is is there truly enough action at the high stakes in the DFS uh, soccer lobby on DraftKings at least? I don't know on FanDuel. Uh, for for it to is is it is it is it worth it? I mean, that's really the key. Is like, do you think that it it actually is worth it? Anybody who's sharp out there who's listening no it's not worth it anybody who who isn't then yeah yeah it's worth it come on come come and uh come and play well i mean clearly right like we're playing each other a lot and uh i think uh soccer is weird because it's real small like the the ecosystem is pretty small so you don't get football basketball you don't get as many like people just coming in but there's some sharp players from other sports that will play for for fairly high action. A lot of the action for me, I think is, is it's champions league and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's King these days. I would say EPL. It's not as uh, here and there, but the action is not as much in, in EPL champions league is really kind of a big bulk of it. It's moved towards that the last couple of years. Do you think that's primarily due to the time? Like EPL is at Saturday mornings, 10 AM Eastern. Like, a lot of people don't want to wake up early. I mean, it's it's not part of a person's normal day, but at like two thirty in the afternoon Eastern on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, yeah. Like, there's no other sport going on, and most of the United States is you're you're awake. I mean, like if you yeah. if you're if you're a degenerate gambler or whatever, right? Yeah. If you're if you're playing D, if you're playing the MLB slate at seven o'clock or the NBA slate or something yeah. or the NFL showdown slate, like like two forty five is like like that's your downtime. Like you're not even going to be starting to build your lineups for those sports until like five and the yeah. champions league slate is over and typically the sweats only two hours. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons. Uh, champions league is kind of has been King, right? It's more exciting, right? Like you get more goals. Uh, the teams are a little bit better on average. Uh, the time is obviously great. Like all the stuff that you said, you know, like EPL on a Saturday, if you're on the West coast, is 7 a.m. You know, like I, I lived on the West Coast for, for most of my DFS career and it was miserable. Have, I had to wake up at like 5.30, you know? And so that's going to cut out a lot of people um, time-wise. And and it's longer. Like a lot of times it's, it's and they've kind of changed it, but it was, you know, you're going till three games maybe, some slates, usually just two. But I like it when they kind of just have one, so it's a quick sweat. Um, EPL, just it's not as... It's not as exciting of a league, like to be honest. Like the, it's not as high goal scoring on average. Games don't get out of hand like they do during uh, Champions League. You know, like Champions League, you can have some pretty wild results, some wild games. Um, also, half the league. I mean, half the league in EPL play a st- play a non DFS friendly style. Yeah, and we 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 could tell right away because during COVID. When the yeah. Bundesliga came back and we started playing Bundesliga DFS, yeah. I'm like, geez, this, this is so much for DFS purposes. Way better. These teams <laughs> actually create, like most of these teams create peripheral points. Like, like there's yeah. stuff going on and there's games that are four to three, three yeah. to one. EPL sometimes, especially with the TV schedule, yeah. they'll put that island game as like, oh, that, that's, that's the Liverpool game. Like that, like yeah. the, the, the game, the four or five games that are on at 10 o'clock are like, yeah. 
Burnley versus Crystal Palace and Fulham versus Aston Villa. Like it's like it's all yeah. like the mid table and low table stuff. And maybe you get the one you have one premier. It's Man United versus someone else. And they're yeah. like the big favorite out of the bunch or something like and like that's the slate. And then like yeah. the two Sunday games are actually possibly good games, but it's yeah. an only a two game slate, so it's not all that appealing. Then during football season, no one's playing during NFL, those Sunday slates. So it's like, well, that's why for me, for someone that plays like when I played low stakes, yeah. When I see a slate where no one has a total higher than two and a half, I'm like, well, here we go, no goal, no goals. As long as no goals get scored, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, for like for guys like you and I, and for a lot of the, the regs, it's fine, right? Like, I, I don't mind grinding out a Fulham game, Fulham game, or like Cardiff City, or some of these other kind of teams that. Yeah, are, but you are, do are mind when you could barely get any action, like, like, yeah. like Paul. The thing, the thing that that upsets me, that doesn't upset me. I mean, I it, it the if I go back four or five years ago, I I could have if my bankroll supported it. If I if I had the bankroll I had now back then, back then there was enough action for me to play three to five thousand dollars a slate. Nope, and not and not have to play, you know, head to heads versus you or Saramek. Like I could I could still find three thousand, four thousand worth of worth with GPPs with everything, and there was enough yeah. that I was comfortable with. Now some EPL slates, I'm posting I'm posting two fifteens, one oh nines, fifties. I'm I'm like. Either, either, either the lobby has me blocked, or I have them blocked, or I just don't take people's games, and then you know it goes into an EPL slate, and it's like, wow, I, I got a grand total of six hundred and seventy dollars worth of action. It's like if this was yeah. four years ago, like I would have four grand, right? I wish I could have four grand. Like, yeah, like I understand, and for Champions League, it's so much e- to me. Champions League is yeah. so much easier. You'll, yeah. you'll, I, I, I found people like you said, sharper players from other sports that may not be necessarily yeah. the best at soccer. They may not be bad, but not the best are more likely to come, come by and like, Oh, 215 taken by so-and-so. I'm like, Oh, that guy's playing soccer. I haven't seen yeah. him in a while. Right. Like that. I don't mind as much. I mean, I'd rather have someone worse than them, yeah. but it seems like in champions league, it's much more likely that, that I grab that action. But the past year or two in the EPL lobby, I mean, we can't go by this past, Thing with the three games at different time. I mean, it was just yeah, that's that's very different, yeah. right? But I still noticed the past year or two, like, dude, like none of my games are selling. Like it's just, yeah. like it's 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 just it pulling teeth to get a thousand dollars. And I'm yeah. not as I'm obviously way more risk averse than you are, or yeah. or you have some, someone like Avaldo who will play MLS show, showdowns for whatever amount of money. Like oh, yeah. just, he'll be in the RotoWire uh, Discord. Saying, you know, I got I got eighty five hundred dollars down on this MLS three thirty Sunday showdown. I'm like, how is that possible? Like, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he uh, he will he will he will message me too, like like every year to be like, hey, you want to come play MLS? You know, <laughs> like he's trying to get more action. I respect it. I'm just like, you know, man. I, honestly, the the staggered starts the summer. I just it's it's too it's too much. I'm like, yeah, I but can't you're talking to someone that that's a good player that also plays primarily for pride. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aval- well, Avaldo makes Avaldo makes over a million a year. Like he does, he doesn't yeah. need he he doesn't need the DFS money. So yeah. his, his consciousness of like, well, where's my expected value versus in these contests? Like that's yeah. that's not his job. Yeah, but yeah. He, I, I wouldn't. But I wouldn't consider him a whale. I wouldn't consider him like, oh, here's someone I need to have in my con. Like, no, no, he's yeah. 
He, he's he's yeah. he's good. It's just that. Yeah, no, he's good. He and just I, I he just he, he doesn't he doesn't care about contest selection whatsoever. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think it's necessarily that he's he's trying to play me, right? I think he's he's trying to grow the game, and I think he understands. It's like you go to the people that play a lot of soccer. I just happen to like MLS is just tricky for me, and I I, I don't really have the energy to want to follow it as much. But you know, like you got to have people in the lobby. You got to have action, and you need. He probably needs, you know another person to fill his three mans, you know, if he wants to get these off, like clearly, you know what I mean? Like, like MLS is, is growing a lot. And, and I mean, if you want to have a sweat and you want to watch the games and like, you're a guy like Basso, like you, you want action, right? So, I mean, you got to go to the guys that are going to help to, you need that liquidity. I mean, you need that liquidity. Even if you're just going to do it for fun, if you're going to do it for money, either way, it's like, you know, you kind of, you kind of need it, which is why, Champions League now, I think, is like Champions League has a lot of the liquidity. I think a lot of, I think also, too, a key point is the change to 10 man uh, blocking 10 people, right? When you could only block three people, you couldn't really get around it as much. You couldn't really, like, like people, you, you were forced into more contests where you, like, whereas now, like soccer, it's just like, there's a ton of games posted. I can't see any of them. Right, right, because, me too. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Right, I see fifty-six head-to-heads. It had like literally, it comes up with there's no games in the lobby. Like it comes up yeah. with the error message, and it's like, yeah. right. But don't they have it now, or did they? Don't they have it that over a thousand dollars that you can't yeah. block? Over a thousand, you can't block. But even then, still, there's not there's 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 basically like nobody posting above there, except for like one or two people, maybe. And then you're manually not taking each other's games anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, you, like you're probably not gonna try to beat the rape, but you may try to fight for the lobby. But when everybody's blocked, anyways, how much does it matter if it's you know, if you can block ten people, it's not the same like it used to because you can't really force it to kind of get the meta game of of fighting for the lobby. You're just fighting for three mans, and then even in three mans, you're still not picking people up. But that's a byproduct. But that's a byproduct of the soccer lobby being small. Like blocking ten people in the NFL lobby, like there's still plenty yeah. of more. Like ten is not enough. Like, totally different. Yeah. Right. In, yeah. in soccer, like literally, yeah. like my block list. Like I only use my block list for soccer. I don't use it for any other sport because yeah. any other sport, it's like I'm not posting high. I, I, I'm playing GPPs primarily more than cash yeah. games. But like my block list, and like my block list is like it's 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 all it's it's all the sharp players in this. Like it's. I yeah. sometimes I have to like uh, maybe I have to add this guy. Man, I don't mind playing this guy, but like since I have a space, why not? He, he's not the worst yeah. player, but okay, yeah. don't take my head to heads. And there, there you go, a, done. A lot, a lot of my heads up has just kind of totally dri- dried up. It used to be that a lot of the action was heads up, and that was what I was playing for. A lot of it was was high stakes heads up games, but a lot of that has just kind of dried up. FanDuel, I mean still get action because of the way that it's designed. You can't block anybody, but uh, still it's not huge. There's not a ton of people that play there. But and the, fan, product, the FanDuel scoring format is just, just awful. It's not great. <laughs> it's so, it's mean, so counterintuitive. Like if, yeah. if, if they made it a little, a little bit more, I mean, it, to me it's, it's bad for bad players also because it's just, it's so counterintuitive. It's yeah. so goal heavy. And then yeah. if it's not goal heavy, you're basically playing players from the worst teams. Yeah, defensive stats. I mean, let's be honest, right? Like a lot of FanDuel decisions are just not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I think everybody sees it. There's just a lot of stuff they do. It's just like, what are you doing? Sell your company. Like there's just, 
you you had a, a lot of good things going. It progressively just gets worse. The decisions are bad. I don't know who's running that company, but like for soccer, originally their product was was not bad. It was kind of interesting, and then they they just it, it actually kind of got worse just progressively. They watered it down further and further, right? Like there's they mixed midfield and forward and all that together, and it's. I mean, I still play it, and like there's still it's still there's still action, but. But it's so counterintuitive when, when the best lineup like you can make is like I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the guy that's got a hat trick and the the high scoring defender is a defender against them. It's real dumb. Yeah, right. It's, it's like it's, it's it's well, he didn't get the clean sheet, but had twelve clearances and five yeah. blocks and yeah, it's real dumb. I mean, you could say arbitrarily, daily fantasy, you could award points for anything, and it's still the game. The game is the game, mm-hmm. and like, you know. The Jordans and the Pauls will still go out there and play it, and they'll play the game without the game, right? But, like, people want to watch the fucking sport. They want to see people scoring. They want to see chances created. Like, who's going to be like, yeah, let me, let, me, let me watch this Fulham game and see this guy get 30 clearances. And I don't even know what, the, what, a, what a clearance is necessarily even. Like, did it go out of the box? Because sometimes they give it for that. And you can't and even tell who's clearing that. the ball. A lot of times the ball, the cross comes in, there's, the, there's six guys in the box, and one person clears it. It's like, I don't know who, uh, am I rooting? Uh, yeah. uh, like, I don't, uh, do I have that guy? Because sometimes yeah. you get the, the center backs, and it's like, okay, I'm going to take a Burnley center back, right? They're a big underdog. And it's like, do I take Ben Mee or James Tarkowski? One will have 32 fantasy points. The other will have five. And it just so happens to which side of the box they happen to be on in that game. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is dumb. I mean, there is edges there, obviously, but it is really dumb. And like, like, I'm, you know, growing the game. It's like, how are you going to grow the game like that? Who's going to want to be like, yes, this is going to make me tune into this game. Or I'm tuning into this game and I'm going to play this, right? Like, you want to have the two working together. Like, especially for soccer, like, growing the game of soccer, growing the game of DFS needs to kind of work hand in hand for this to go forward and to grow, right? So, like, you want to complement DFS to the game of soccer and you want to complement how you design it to, like, be enjoyable for people that want to watch it. Like, I want to gamble, but also, like, I just really enjoy watching soccer and I want to see good soccer and I want to see the game, right? And, like, I want to see it be incorporated, like, as much as possible to have it line up. Like, the interest of the game of attacking and exciting stuff matters in DFS. And FanDuel is just like, let's just do this. And there's no reasoning for it whatsoever. No, they, would, than, don't, like, they, would, they would give a reason, Paul. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot uh, from uh, – because obviously I talk to a lot more soccer people being on the, the Rotowire podcast. I get DMs. Yeah especially outside of the United States. So we're talking about UK, Europe. Yeah. Since they're, they're they want, they're, they're not, they don't come from a fantasy sports background. Here in, the, in, in, in North America, we've had fantasy baseball, fantasy football for so long that like them, like it's betting, it's FPL. They view DF, like most, there are a lot of, uh, people yeah. that would play DFS DraftKings and they don't like DraftKings because it doesn't represent soccer enough. Like it's only the attacking, like like yeah. cross. It's uh, like there's no defensive stat. Like it's that doesn't represent all of the game. But the thing is, is that well, we've had fantasy football, NFL yeah. for a while. Like you don't draft offensive linemen. There's no like there are IDP leagues with individual defensive players, but they're not that popular. Yeah. 
Like, they, yep. they, you don't, like, those types of stats we've already been accustomed to. It's like, yes, it matters a lot for real football, yeah. but it's not fun. Like, it's not fun for me to have to, how many pancake blocks did this lineman have? Like, like that's not something yeah. I'm watching the game for. So we've accepted, I mean, look, we have, we have, uh, DraftKings doesn't have kickers, right? It's like, well, what's kickers yeah. still part? Of, well, we don't prep punters. So I think a lot of the soccer audience that doesn't come from a fantasy background looks yeah. at draft like a like the fantasy the DFS scoring as not enough representative of all aspects of the game and that's where FanDuel went. They tried they looked in like instead of copying DraftKings, let's try to get this audience and but the problem is is that it just makes the DFS game worse. Yeah. And the, also the problem is, is that it did not work at all <laughs> because like, I mean, I'm in the lobby every, every time I'm like, they're not getting a lot of action. Like I'm not seeing a lot of British guys coming in and playing, you know? And I think that there is definitely a uh, logic to that. I think if you're going to do that though, the FPL game is huge. And that's how I started, right? Like I started by playing FPL I was playing FPL year long with friends and like gambling on it with some poker buddies, you know, with PSU fans. Actually, I was gambling <laughs> on it with him. Um, and uh, I think if you logically want to capture that audience, which is big and clearly the Brits like to gamble, uh, then you tailor it to that. You get it close to that. Right. Which is. I mean, I guess, but like they don't, they don't do clearances. I mean, they, they don't really award, I mean, they award clean sheets, really. Defenders are basically clean sheets and they get more points for goals and assists. But I mean, there's a reason DFS is, can improve on that to like give everyone an involvement. And I still think it's like, if you're going to involve them with clearances and make that worth more than a shot, like <laughs> right. that's just friggin' do the, dumb. Do the, the shots don't even count on FanDuel. Right? Yeah, they a shot doesn't mean anything. It's a well, a shot, shot on, on it has to be on goal, but an, an actual shot, if it goes if it goes across, over the thirtieth row, means nothing. Actually, yeah. the guy that passed him the ball gets the points. Yeah, right, because of the because of the clear the, the yeah. chance, right? Yeah, I'll play FanDuel. I mean, there's definitely like like I play it and I try to get as much action as I can, but. There's clear problems with this product, and like, what are you guys doing? Come on! You and then, know, then we had Bundesliga; they didn't even have live scoring. Yeah, they didn't even have live scoring, which was that was like the biggest punch in the face. I was just like, "What is this? Am I winning?" Like, I was. They would like update it periodically, and I was like going to find the stats. Like, am I winning here? What's going on? It was a pretty good sweat, though. Let me tell you, at the end of the game, to try to find <laughs> out if you made money, you didn't really know, especially because like. You know, you can't really be like, oh, doing all the goals. You got to do the clearances and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, you don't really know where it's coming from. I think like the scoring was different for some of their other. Yeah, no, they they, they added no fan fan uh, FanDuel added, added crosses, crosses. right? Yeah. For Bundesliga, but not. But they when EPL came back and Bundesliga was still going on and they were still running contests. The Bundesliga contest had crosses scored and the EPL ones didn't. Gives me a headache, man. And then, and then, uh, what else did they do? They, they did that something else. Oh, didn't they do? They did. Did they did Olympics? Did they do Olympics or something? Somebody, I saw somebody posting. Like I hadn't even looked, but they were doing Olympics. Olympics. They soccer. offered Olympic contests. Yeah, they didn't even do Copa America, and like they don't do so many other things, but they added Olympics. I didn't play because I was just like, yeah, I'm, but they did, did the Euro. They did the Euros, right? Yeah, they did Euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
of course they did Euros, they did World Cup, um, but I think they did like Olympics. I mean, they're just I don't know what I don't know where their decisions come from, honestly. But I mean, but it's quite it's quite obvious that uh, that daily fantasy soccer is like ninety five percent of the market is is DraftKings. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, they. I mean, this has just been. gone from FanDuel being having a huge advantage. They were first, right? And then DraftKings just eating their lunch over and over again, unfortunately. And FanDuel just not adjusting and adapting. And, like, DraftKings has grown, like, astronomically, and FanDuel kind of hasn't. I mean, interacting with people from DraftKings makes sense. Like, they're, 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 they're a lot more on top of stuff. FanDuel sometimes. I mean, I, I, you, know, you know what? Actually, when I talk to, to people at FanDuel recently, it's been pretty good. Like I, I, got, I don't know if it's the same for everybody because like I have, there's like a I get VIP chat or whatever which I think that just means you get to talk to someone whereas you don't if you're not VIP which I don't think is great but you know I think DraftKings clearly has a a way and like a method about doing stuff analytics based and the way of their customer service and interacting with players is 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 good it's very good I think I'm pretty happy with it overall the process. Right, you, and you just play, and you just play soccer. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And it, is is there is there a reason for? I mean, you you you, uh, your background. I mean, you played poker. I mean, you you see you seem like you've been you've been doing some type of gambling activity for pretty much your entire life. Yeah, I mean, for for a good while since college and stuff. Yeah, so I've been doing. I mean, I was I went to to be a pharmacist for a few years and then came back to gambling, but. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, I've been doing it a lot, and, and I and you know, I, I mean, I I could definitely you know probably put the work in and, and do other sports. I just I don't know. I don't the time of it, and like I feel like to do this thing, like I'll do it, and I want to really dig into it, and then like I'll get obsessed over it to like learn it to to like I want to watch the games like and I, and I want to have. Uh, an edge and do things well and it's just like the time and I'll just like I can't even like if I go back to po I don't even want to go back to poker now because then like I start thinking about hands and going through stuff and then I'm just like all of a sudden it's just like that's that's everything and it kind of gets it takes up too much time so I played like a little bit of basketball for like a little while and like I, I you know I'll, I'll throw in some contests here and there but I just it's I, I see the effort that it would take to really kind of do it really well and the time and I don't really want to do it. I don't really want. Yeah, but that to was it. my ad. But that was my attitude back in 2016. Yeah. Like, because I didn't follow any of the other sports. I mean, I followed the sports back 20 yeah. years ago. But it's like, yeah. like soccer was the only one that I followed, no matter no matter what, no matter what was going on. I would still yeah. watch the Premier League. I would still watch, you know, the, the, the La Liga, Serie A, whatever was on Champions League. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna play. Soccer. We had we started getting these interleague slates. We started getting the Europa League. I'm like, okay, there's yeah. like almost soccer every day, and I could just play this. But then seeing how much money there is, the liquidity in all the other sports, that the ceiling is so much better there. It's so much better, yeah, right? Yeah. So like, but my attitude in the beginning was like, there, you could go back to periscopes that I did in 2016, where I said I will never play NBA DFS. I hate basketball and I will never play it. Yeah. It is now my most profitable sport. So, I mean, but I had to do the same thing that you said of yeah. like, okay, I'm going to, I took my, my next sport after soccer was PGA. 
because yeah. I figured, how much time does it take? It's only one slate a week. It's only one it locks, event. It locks in. Too. And then you, you don't right. Do. right. Now yeah. you have these showdowns. You don't have to play those or whatever. But it's like, okay, I could yeah. now I could focus enough time because I'm taking what I learned from soccer and now applying that game theory to yeah. PGA. And then from PGA, then I'm like, okay, what's the sport I know the best pass there? Baseball. I don't know the yeah. players, but I know I played rotisserie baseball when it, for God knows how long. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll learn the game. Th- like, at least this is every day. Like, the lineups come out at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Like, it's not like NBA where there's late swap and people in, people. Like, so go there. And then once, once you see, uh, like you said, you have to obsess about it. You're right. It's going to yeah. take away from, from your soccer yeah. play. And then, yeah. but then you get more efficient. Then you're like, you see what really matters. And then you decrease that time. So then you can play other yeah. things. But you you have to notice that in the past two or three years that you don't see me in the soccer lobby. Like for, yeah. you, you'll see me, you'll see me in Premier League. You'll see me in Champions League. You'll see, but you yeah. won't see me in the, you know, the Thursday uh, League Un three game Syria, like those interleague slates and, yeah. or the late Syria on Saturday. Like yeah. I don't, I'd like, that stuff I played in 2017. I don't even, I don't play Europa League when we have these the teams that I have to look. I, I've never heard of three of the teams, yeah. and I have to go and like who scored or something to see like where the hell who the hell these people are. Like I did that when I only played soccer because, well, what else do I have to do? I only yeah. play soccer. I I'm just glad that there's a slate on Thursday, and it's and it's uh, two six game slates, and I'm like great, beautiful. Let me put put on whatever the yeah. Europa League box sports whatever, and watch it. But like, I don't, because like you said, the lobbies are so like, what am I going to do? What? So I could get a thousand dollars worth of action, half of it against you. Yeah. Like, no, I, yeah. even if it's in the middle of the day, it's like, no, I'm, I, I could spend that time uh, making sure that my baseball lineups are I'm taking a nap. Maybe I just feel like doing yeah. that instead. It's, I mean, it's more efficient to do that. I mean, with your time and I mean, clearly like you've, Right, you've you've taken your skills that you've developed and the DFS skills, and uh, it's more profitable in those markets, like for sure. Uh, well, it's not terms. even about profitability. I think it's more about ceiling. I'm not saying that that. I mean, to to make money, to make big money in in the bigger markets. I mean, you're competing against more people, so like yeah. So like, well, it's, I mean, like it's harder, but the ceiling right? is like for, like if if you're mainly deriving your income from tournaments, which that's what it sounds like, right? Clearly, soccer, the tournaments are not super huge. And if you have that skill set, then basketball, baseball, that's where the real money is, right? Like you're not going to get you're not going to get a million dollar score in soccer. You're, you're not going to get a hundred thousand dollar score in soccer like you, you can in these other sports. And so that skill set is more valuable for sure, I would say there. Right. Like if soccer was huge, I mean, that's huge. I'd be the soccer guy. I'd be. I'd be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. Like I. I I, th- I think that totally makes sense. Um, and that's makes sense. I mean, I have other, other stuff that, that I do outside of that. I want to do outside of DFS. And so then I would cut down on that, but I mean, you know, yeah, I think there's definitely, I could say that I probably left money on the table in that sense. For sure. Well, I mean, I, but I, th- I think like you admit that you possibly live, leave money on the table by not playing other sports. I think yeah. I've left money on the table by being too nitty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I needle you about that for sure. I mean, um, because I, I have, you know, obviously something to needle you about, but, um, yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's that Twitter, everyone needles each other on Twitter, but it, it goes both ways, right? Like, like people go broke 
And like you were, we're looking at these outcomes and, and you, you have your outcome that like, this is what happened. You went from A to B so we can look at it. Right. right. But then we say, okay, look at a range of outcomes of Jordan not being in it. And then, you know, how many of those outcomes do you go, do you go broke? Right. How many I got what, much more of those. Exactly. How many of those outcomes do you not just go broke, you go crazy and you, you, you know what I mean? Like you, you throw your chair through a window because of the, the emotional distress <laughs> of, of, of that, you know? Like I will say, like I, I will, you know, I'll needle about being a knit, but like this is not. There's a lot of times where like you're gambling at high levels. It's not like like I, it's not like I had a ton of money always, right? Like I built up a role playing soccer, really. You know, I kind of just was aggressive from the beginning because I felt like I had an edge, and uh, it worked out. But like there's plenty of there's plenty of ways if I look back to say that like yeah, I probably made a mistake here. I probably made a mistake here. And how many outcomes do I go broke? Like there's definitely outcomes that where I say, yeah, I probably got lucky in some spots because, you know, I maybe was being too aggressive and, you know, we are, we are where we are, but if we look at the range of outcomes, I don't know necessarily that my, that my strategy was the optimal one for sure. Right. right? But you, you also, we can needle each other off or off of being aggressive or nitty, but like from in the grand scheme of like people in general, like outside of DFS, it's like. If I talk to, you know, people that I know outside of DFS, like, I'm the riskiest fuck in the world, right? Like, I'm playing, you know, 4,000 on an MMA slate, and, like, like no. Like, I'm the yeah, complete exactly. opposite of a nit, yet inside of our community, it's like, like, why are you so conservative? It's like, no, no most, most, most people consider what I do to be just nuts, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's hard, I mean, it's hard to talk to anybody outside of that's, like, doesn't have an experience about it. I just... I just say I'm a pharmacist, basically, when people ask. Because <laughs> you know? I, I don't even want to get into it to explain it, and the questions and everything is a little bit is a little bit tricky. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there is, I will say, there is uh, times where you should be more aggressive and you got more, more of an edge. It, it, it shouldn't be black and white. I think a lot of the stuff in gambling and a lot of stuff just generally in life is always going to be kind of gray, right? So, like... To say that the nitty strategy is the best or the aggressive strategy is the best, it's almost always going to be somewhere in the middle, right? And like, I think at the beginning of soccer, I think there was some people like yourself that really probably missed an opportunity to be really aggressive because it was the edges were pretty big right. at the beginning. It's gone down. Like, I think my edge at the beginning of soccer, I, I'm not sure a lot of other people had the edge that was there in DFS at the beginning of DFS soccer. Like, I think it was, my, my edge was pretty, pretty insane at that, at the beginning, I think. There was just, everyone was just bad. Nobody knew what they were doing. I think I just figured out some stuff and was lucky early and I was aggressive. There was maybe other people that were too, but they just weren't aggressive. And well, I, think, I th But I think that's where I fall in. I think after yeah. three months, playing for three months and learning, like my, 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 my roto tracker, like from that period is just, it's just up, 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 like, like no down, no, not just up, 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 up. And I, and like the first year, like I built, I built my uh, bankroll going from, you know, January, 2016 to, you know, like this, that year, like in yeah. Justin soccer up to like $20,000 and only playing like the $5, $3, like I'm not playing the hundred dollar yeah. contest or anything, but I, most likely if I didn't mind, uh, the risk of ruin being higher 
because I was still yeah. had a regular job. I was still doing digital marketing. I could have put more money in and said, screw yeah. it. I'm just going to play. I'm going to put $30,000 in now instead of waiting until yeah. the end of the year. It's quite possible I could have turned 30000 in the beginning of January 2016 into 150000 yeah. By the end of the I would have been so much more ahead. But, of course, it also could have worked out that I have yeah. no money. Also, I mean, that probability goes up there. So, like, yeah. I don't consider that a regret. It's just that was the calculation that I made. And I'm not going to, I wouldn't change anything yeah. about it, but I know more now than I knew back then. So like back, back then I, I wanted to talk about, uh, uh, we talk about, we talk about players from other sports coming yeah. in to, uh, the soccer lobby that, that happened a lot more back in the day, right? It did. Yeah, it did. And, Originally. and, and I, I wanted to discuss about, uh, a time back then. I was doing a, a pot a podcast, the Fantasy Flush podcast that maybe only 100, 200 people listened to because I just ranted and raved about soccer DFS. Uh, yeah. I've always been an entertainer. So like you you don't mind being like out of the way. No one knows who you are. You kind of you, you interact with people. But other than that, you'd rather just, I'm going to take people's money and they don't have to know who I am, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. just, I'm coming from comedy. I'm just a natural, like anything I get involved in, I have to be like, how do I entertain people? How do I do yeah. Right. So that's part like I have to even when it comes to my DFS career, yeah. that's part of what it is. Like that's part of the ceiling also. So yeah. like that's why I am transparent. Like I know that I'm giving up edge by teaching people how to play better. I, I yeah. know that. But I believe that, number one, I could be better than them because it always change and get better. Right. And there'll yeah. always be new people that come in. The, the ecosystem will be fine. Uh but I'm still generating revenue from, you know, the, the ceiling of that. I'm growing my brand, right? That type of thing. Yeah. Selling a product, right? It's all part of the yeah. same thing. And I could do it ethically, yeah. right? Not, I'm, not, I'm not holding anything back. I'm not saying no. things that I didn't. I always post my Roto Tracker, my 1090. I'm completely whatever. But yeah, you're very transparent. You're very transparent, which is good. And but you don't have to, but you don't have to be. I mean, like, yeah. right? No, you don't, but if, no. But I mean, if but it matters, I think it, I think it matters. I, but, I matter. I think well, I think it matters and that's what I wanted to get into. But I did, I did a Periscope where I was mentioning, you know, some of this action that was coming into the soccer lobby going, I wish I had a bankroll because, you know, this guy sucks and he's dumping a lot of money. And like, and, and one of the first DMs like you ever sent me, this is like four and a half years ago, uh, basically asking me, it's like, I'm watching your Periscope. Can you please not, not mention that? That's that stuff. Like, like it's 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 not it's not basically it's not good for business. And then yeah. coming well, coming from the poker, like I I played poker in the underground rooms of New York City. So like, yeah, it it's not online poker where you don't know anyone and you know it's a bigger. So yeah, so your reputation yeah. mattered. You wouldn't get invited to games. Yeah. You'd get like like you'd obviously people would would borrow money from each right. You'd oh can you spot me two thousand? It's like like if you had a good reputation. In the in yeah. that in that type of community, it was like you were more trustworthy than your mother. Yeah. Right? Like you you I would trust that person more to pay me back than my mom to pay me back. Yeah. As, as long as you had you kept a perfect reputation. And one yeah. of the things amongst uh sharper poker players is that you're gonna be you're gonna try to find private games and underground games with action players that, you know, dump money, but you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna run them off. Right, yeah. you don't upset. You, you, 
And they, they, may be, they may be nice guys. Maybe you're friendly with them, maybe whatever, but you never talk shit. You know, yeah. even behind their back, you wouldn't go, uh, uh, you know, you got to get into games with this guy. He's dumping a lot of money. Cause if it gets back to that person, that person's like, why are you, why are you, why are you talking shit about? Like, it's a whole political type of thing. And yeah. then next thing you know, uh, they're not showing up for your games. Right. Or next thing you know, uh, they're, they're purposely not playing hands against you. I mean, like it could be, yeah. it could be really fucked up things, uh, that, I never related to the DFS community because I never played. At that point, I wasn't playing high stakes. I didn't know how small it was. Yeah. But do you, do you believe that when you do play at the level that you do, that there is much, there's much at that level that there's there's a worthy ceiling of not being as transparent because, like the amount the amount of action that is at the high level is so small yeah. that, you know, cutting out 20% of that doing something stupid or saying some bullshit or causing someone to be pissed off or withdraw their money from a site or move yeah. sites or something is like, that's dramatic to your bottom line. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's, there's, there's multiple aspects to it. I think, uh, the first thing is, is like, you know, there's just ethical reasons as a person to, to not be a dick to people. Now, like what you're talking about is like clearly this is away from anything else. Like the the player that we're talking about. Right. Was I wasn't being not, a dick. I was just pulling. Yeah, it you out. weren't being a dick. Yeah, yeah, you weren't being a dick. But even then, right? It's like you know that. Then some of these people that are watching your Periscope start. They don't know anything about this. They start seeing that. Then they jump on. Now it's different too with Twitter. They jump on Twitter, start talking shit to this guy. You know what I mean? And it's like it's just unwarranted, right? Like. A lot of times, and then it's like, it's bad for business, but it's also just like, it's shitty if this person is like, like, like a, a like a, a good person. I, the guy that we were talking about was Sahil, right? Like everybody knows this, the, I'm sure most people know Sahil. Sahil was like a huge crusher in DFS. Like this guy made millions in DFS and was basically dominating the whole ecosystem for like a couple years and just was willing to gamble with you on any sport right and like i never met the guy but like clearly this guy is really sharp and like he knows what he's doing and he just liked to watch soccer and some of the other sports and he he gambled and there was a lot of people that were gambling really high with them you know right and every i've never heard a bad thing about him personally yeah Most everyone people say I've good th things and also yeah. he's done interviews back then even back when he was big back then yeah. that he would say like I enjoy soccer. I'm playing yeah. DFS soccer and I know I'm not, I know I'm playing against better people. Like he was actively saying that he, he knows he's a dog he in knows, that lobby. Yeah. He knows, he knows, he knows exactly. He knew it. I mean, he would basically give unlimited action. Like I had huge amounts of money against him. Like that was gross at that time. Um, but you know, like the guy was, Clearly, you know, like, I mean, yeah. Would you say, like, technically, like, he wasn't super sharp in soccer? Yeah. And no, he, knew he wasn't. It. I think he, he wasn't was just, at all. Yeah, he knew it. And he was just like, I don't care. I'm just one gamble. It's fun. And I want to beat the whole lobby. And he did a lot of days. Well, because, well, I, he played very high. Very, he played lineups that you would play in GPPs. He would play cash game lineups yeah. where it's like, okay, the three yeah, top he, high he goal scoring team. Right. Like, he would play, who's yeah. the three top? Uh, goal scores. I'm going to jam all three into my cash lineup 
and then fuck the rest of the line. Like sometimes it would be punt here, punt there. And we're looking at, at, at like you're playing a head to head and you're like, this lineup will either like you're looking at that going, if these guys don't, he'll either score 30 points or beat me yeah. by a hundred. Right. Yeah. And it, he, I mean, he's, uh, he, he put some sick beats on me too. Like <laughs> that I could probably still remember to this day. And I'm sure I put some on him too. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. I mean, that was a crazy time because any the, the soccer lobby was insane because everyone well, Empire was, Maker was playing a lot back then also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Empire Maker still plays Champions League um and I'd still like we'll, we'll play each other and he's he's, he's not he's, he's not, not bad at all. No, no, he's not. You know what I mean? Like, and neither is, neither is Bryce. Yeah, Wilson, like Bryce Bryce is pretty sharp. Wilson's playing like these guys are not these guys are not terrible players by any means. And like the, the thing is, in stuff like Champions League, is the variance is going to be higher. Like you, the like your like your edge is going to be a little bit watered down because the, the the goal totals are so high. You can you can make up for that by like being a little bit more aggressive and playing higher goal scores because it's just like the goal totals are higher. So it's more like GPP lineups than cash lineups, and that's where some of these other players like your edge is not is not going to be as big. And these guys are gonna, they're gonna, they can beat you in a small sample size and a big sample size too. You're not sharp. And like, they can break you, you know, like if they're gonna play you, they'd high, like some of these guys, like Sayhill, could have broke the whole lobby, you know? And like, there's times when it was probably like close. These guys are being over aggressive and, you know, he was, he was winning. And that time in DFS was crazy. Yeah, I but think now, but now when, when, when the action kind of dries up, it's, yeah. I consider it very similar to poker. That yeah. like we mentioned some people. We mentioned Empire Maker and Wilson and yeah. Bryce. And we and we said, oh, they're not bad players. They're, they're not, they're not. No, they're, no, they're no, good, no. they're good DFS soccer players. Yeah. But we're not gonna but the thing is we're not gonna mention any higher stakes players that may play some higher stakes that aren't good. Yeah. Because that yeah. would that wouldn't wouldn't that be bad for two reasons. One, like you said before, you don't wanna have with the in the age of Twitter, you talk shit about yeah. this guy or whatever. And drive them off, but also there may be people in the lobby right now that are afraid of taking that guy's action because they think that he's a good player, and you'd rather have it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a there's a little bit more of that stuff going on, especially in a small lobby and stuff like that. That um, a lot of people, I think, you know, maybe long term didn't recognize the value of. Uh, being aggressive and gambling in spots to get more action that that's a poker that's a poker that's a that's a poker theory as well right is like you're not just gonna be the nittiest guy and get action like you have to give action you have to play so like i view it as dissimilar to like a poker player of like look i'm in there i'm playing if you want to come play i'm going to provide you the ability to play if you don't want to play you don't want to play but like my job, I guess, is like to make money and stuff is just to kind of just be there and play and gamble with people, right? Like, and uh, we'll see what happens if I win or if you win. But like, that's part of it. And like, that's like the old school mentality. I think like, especially in poker and stuff now, I don't play anymore. But like a lot of the players that are like mainly online and stuff like that, maybe don't get a lot of that stuff. You know, one is just to be like, if you're playing live, like that stuff's important. And like getting into the right games is important. And getting action from the right people is important. But also just think it's like you can just default to being a good person and just do like if a guy's an asshole, you don't got to treat him well. You don't have to kiss his ass. 
I mean, maybe it's better to do that, but also you don't have to like, you know, I mean, you don't have to go. A lot of these guys are nice guys and a lot, a lot of these guys that are gambling are super smart and they, they know that they're maybe like not, you know, they don't have a big edge or anything or they don't have any edge. But you know what I mean? Like these guys are super successful in other areas and it's not like they're like complete morons. You know what I mean? Like they just want to have a good time. They want to gamble. And if you're going to be a person that like is in that space, you kind of have to understand like how that works. That's what it works for everyone for the ecosystem. Right. You have and to, like maintaining that ecosystem is important. Right. Like and and, and, and yeah. when I played poker primarily live, yeah. I, I I had to tell other sharper players that I was friends with that yeah. the more that you think of yourself as an entertainment provider, the more money that you'll make. Exactly. So it does it doesn't mean you have to have to be, you know, oh life of the party. How's the hey Bill, how's it going? You know, you don't have to be that. But don't be don't be the the 23 year old kid at the table with the sunglasses and the headphones, not saying anything yeah. and treating like no one wants to play with no, the yeah. people that are throwing, uh, thro given action are action yeah. players that aren't entertained by that type of game. They want a game where the pot yeah. is being splashed and you know, someone straddles yeah. and everyone's in, you know, that type of thing. And yeah, exactly. you could still, I'm a nit, right? I, I didn't, I didn't play. I, when I played poker, I was, I was, I was tight, but very, I was very aggressive when I was in, but in yeah. a lot of these action games in New York city, like, uh, it was all multi-weight. Like you didn't win heads like it, Paul, yeah. these, these games, these, no, we would play. What I liked about them is that the, the big back then 2003 yeah. to 2008, there would be one, two, no limit games, but had the buy-ins of two, five. So, yeah. so you could buy in for like, some were like 500, some were a thousand. Yeah. So like imagine a low blind structure with a high stack relative stack size. So essentially yeah. you're playing deep stack, no limit. So now as a nit, when, if you were playing a 300 max, like, yeah. yes, now I have to, and the implied odds aren't there for a lot of hands. So I got to just sit around and wait to stack someone like that. But in these games, it would be one, two, someone, uh, someone would raise to 15 and six people would call. And you're yeah. sitting on the big blind with seven, five suited. And it's just, why am I folding here? Every there's there's twelve thousand dollars on the table. I I have thirteen dollars to call, and I'm playing half the table with people that can't get away from top pair top kicker, right? So yeah. like these are the, I got to protect my you know it's it's average to poor players, and it's like dude, yeah. like as if I hit two pair on the flop, if I hit hit you know make a because and then you 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 get your open ended draw on the flop, and then they weren't aggressive enough, and it would be like checked around. Yeah. Right, because no one has a piece yeah. of the board, or and, and someone's slow playing a set in a seven-way yeah. pot with yeah. uh, with a uh, hundred and fifty bucks on the table, and everyone with a thousand dollars. I hit my nut straight, and now, now the guy, now, now, now you stack the guy, and hopefully they yeah. don't fucking pair the board. Like those were those types of games. So like even as a nit, yeah. I had to play a lot of hands because just the implied odds were there. So it yeah. came across to people that. I, yes, they saw that I was a good player. Like it, even the bad players yeah. knew that I, but they still wanted to play with me because number one, I didn't, if they outdrew me, I didn't yell at them. My nice hand, yeah. and, you know, you, I mean, whatever. I was nice. Uh, you know, I, you know, talked about sports or whatever. Uh, yeah. you know, I wasn't, you know, the chummy, I, I wasn't, because there was a lot of Italians and Irish guys. I'm not that type of person, but, but there yeah. were plenty of like, I was friends with a lot of Asian kids that were really good poker players but quite like they look like the, you know, the, the yeah. math student in class. The, and, 
and college student with the glad with the whatever, like the nerds, those guys made, didn't want to play with those, you know. But you know, yeah. and 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 it stood out whenever they were in a hand, it stood out because you played, you know, two three hands an hour, and it's like, uh oh, so and so is in. I got to yeah. pay attention. Like, no, that you don't want that because now now they're actually playing more optimally against you because they know that you probably have a premium hand or something that you don't. Like me, yeah. they did not me. Most of yeah. the time, I had good hands, but I, I yeah. one one of the eight one of the Asian kids always said to me, "It's like I I don't know how you get paid off with the same hands that I have." And I yeah. go, "Because I'm in more hands." Yeah, so, and, and people I've... people think that I'm like like one one guy like I've been playing with him for like two or three years, and time and time again, and we'd played in the same games for for years, for two or three years, and yeah. he, and he, and he goes he goes you you know that when whenever you go all in in that spot, you've never bluffed, and I go, "Yeah." I said, how do you still get called? I go, because yeah. I provide, I, like, it's yeah. one of those things that from a, from a GTO perspective, it's like, it makes absolutely no sense. Because it's like, it's so obvious that there's not, no other hand I could have other than the nuts in that spot. And I'm playing against guys that I'm playing three or four times a week for two yeah. years. And they still not have picked that. They still, I have top pair and he could be missed the flood. Like, like, like. They're not, they're not playing, they're not playing your hand. They're playing there. Right. But it's but it's primarily due to the fact that, like, they don't view me. They view me as a good player, but not yeah. as a player that they they fear playing. Yeah, it's like no, I mix it up. And they they see that I, I could show down a six five. I could show down I jack four suited out of the small blind on a yeah. whim because it's like everyone's in and it's like yeah. it's eleven bucks to make sure that these guys play against me three or four times a week. So it's like, what is this eleven dollars worth? Like from a from a yeah. from a at this moment it's negative EV, but from a whole ecosystem perspective, yeah. it's much better to be the guy that I don't want to be the guy that doesn't want to straddle, right? When you win a hand like no, yeah. you have to straddle. It's like, no, this is so negative EV to do this, and I don't have to, because the rules say I don't have to, but I don't want to be yeah. that guy. But yeah, exactly. But it but it applies, but it applies to DFS as well. It applies to DFS it applies well. to gambling in I mean even with the yeah. side bets here, like, like to me, like in poker, like if you bet, if you bet on something and your words, your bond, you pay, like you, you, you're going to pay that. You're going to pay that player before you pay your electric bill. Yeah. Right. Like, I and mean, if, well, and if, and if you're not, but if you're not, but if you're known as that type of person, yeah. like that reputation is almost worth more than money. Yeah. It's, I mean, in, in gambling, I mean, it should be, I think it's important to, Pay your debts. Your word is important. I mean, that's kind of just like the ecosystem works like that. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that abuse it and take advantage of that, unfortunately. But I think, yeah, like the old school, it's it's important. Like your image is important, but also just like, you know, like keeping your word. Like if you're gambling, like I'll gamble with people on stuff. It's like you need to pay. You don't need to be like having someone chase you down. You know, if you borrow money, pay them back. Or, you know, at least like you have to like, be on top of it all the time. Like that stuff is important. I think like image, your reputation, a lot of that stuff and your word, I think is just like in gambling is worth a lot. And, um, I mean, I think people have a long memory too. Like if you're not, then that you, I mean, DFS stuff, like we see a lot of some shady stuff, but there's a lot of people that you never hear about. Those people generally speaking, keep their word, gamble on stuff. You can get, you know, you can get action. You could, you could get stake. There's a lot of stuff. I'm sure that happens that, you know, like if you can be kind of, you know, be honest and be upfront. And like, there's a lot of guys that gamble for a ton of money from DFS. 
and they just do it based on word. And, you know, like, I think that's great, but also it's just like, you have a, if you want to do that, like it's on you to basically like, you know, take care of business. And right. And, and, and one time that you don't ruins your entire reputation. Yeah. I mean, and it should, you know, I mean, I think, I think there's always, there's always, there's always ex- exceptions or something terribly happens. And then the person communicates with the other person and they work it out. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, I mean, you need to stick to your word. I mean, I think a lot of those old school concepts are still important. Maybe a lot of people don't really kind of think about it. I grew up actually kind of similar playing in underground games in Florida at around the same time, like 2003, 2008, the same type of stuff. You're just gambling with like, I was with retirees and we were playing all night, like playing Friday till like Saturday morning and just like eating food and drinking. It's like, it's a good time. You're there to have a good time. Other people are there to have a good time. Like you can get you like, you can gamble and do that, but like you got to kind of keep a bigger idea of the overall picture. And if you want to be in those games and you want that game to last, and you want stuff to happen, it's like you should try to make sure everybody has a good time. Right. And, yeah. and that, that, it's the, a lot, a lot of times in some of those games, I would win. Sometimes I would win a big pot or some, something like that. And people knew that they were going to get the money out of him. I mean, like, like yeah, anything not, that's in my stack, you're going to have to pry it on my dead hands. Uh, yeah. But I would, per, like, it would be three o'clock in the morning. And, yeah. you know, I'm sitting there with the 3,500 in front of me in a game that everyone started with 500 bucks. And, and, and you know what I do? It's like, because it's Brooklyn, whatever. There's 24-hour yeah. diners or whatever. It's like, I'm just buying, I'm buying the entire table, uh, you know, late night stuff. Whatever, you know, whatever on the menu, call up. And I and yeah. a lot of times it was 200, 250 bucks, which is like, why am I giving up that much money? It's because I don't want people, I don't want, I don't want people yeah. to look at this experience and then go, well, I'm sick and losing, I'm sick of losing to Jordan. I'm not going to that place. I'm going to somewhere else. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, it's like that's a nice, and then you get a nice. It's it's something nice. Sometimes it's just a nice thing to do. It just yeah. it it's not a karma thing. It's you're yeah. giving up a little right bit of short term, and you're getting yeah. long term type of yeah. goodwill. Yeah, exactly. You can kind of you you do the right thing. You can you can be good about it, and like you can just do that just because you want to be that type of a person, which is great. And you can also say that like you get you get you get it on the back end, right? Like. A lot of that stuff, I think, because because a lot of times the the action players that would normally lose, they you know they're up five thousand and they do the same thing, right? So it's yeah. a type, it's not something that's like unheard of. It happens once in a while, but typically it's a guy that's you know yeah. that that's up five grand on the night that normally loses, and it's like yeah. like I want to treat everyone because you know they're in a good mood or whatever. So if you're not going to be doing that, also like you, it it comes across as you're being the asshole. Yeah. You're being the asshole. I mean, you, there's a lot of places you could be the asshole, and people are gonna. If you're winning, they're gonna view you like an asshole, anyways, right? So like, you kind of gotta make up for it. Like, it doesn't matter if you're quiet and nice or whatever. You win. You're an asshole to them, right? To a lot of these people. So it's just kind of, you know. I mean, it's just a matter. I will say though, there is some people that go about being assholes on purpose in the gambling space to generate action, and that that is technically, I don't know. I wouldn't do that personally. But that's been pretty profitable for some people, for sure, that they have been outwardly huge assholes on purpose to generate action. Sure, but that's, a, that's the, but that's the other direction of going. But still, yeah. that, it, it's, a, it's a different mentality. You're, you're, you're trying to hook in new – typically that's to hook in new action, not to maintain yeah. current. No, no. I think that's just – yeah, I mean I think I could think of people, I don't know what to say, but right. uh, that – 
you know, but I, I think I understood why, why they're doing it. Why right. they do that. But I mean, but take, to me, the reputation thing matters. Cause take a look at, uh, like election night, this past election night. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, the, the reason I got put in the spot that I got spot is because I don't really bet on sports. So I don't have money in sports book accounts Yeah, on offshore places that have these lines. And I'm sitting here knowing that this is such an inefficient, like I did yeah. not expect it to be that bad. And now I'm going now, but the only, I made $15,000, but it had to be through side action. Yeah. So that, it had to I be think... through people that are willing to bet against what I'm for. I can't post it on Twitter because I don't want to come across as knowing something because I want to make money off of the information. Yeah. So now I have to go through DMs, but I don't want, so I got random people once I, I don't think people understand this. It's like when, when I posted on, on, on election night, like at like nine 30 or 10 o'clock, basically yeah. saying that I'm willing to take like plus 200 on, on Biden. Right. Cause yeah. then at this point, everyone was like, Trump's going to win. Cause Florida's dead, you know, like that. And I know that the correct line is like Biden want minus two fifty. yet yeah. the markets are showing like plus two. And it's like, I have no, I, I had no money. I, I tried to verify. I, I tried to put money on these accounts, but they needed to verify my, I had the accounts from like years ago, but they need yeah. to verify my ID again. It's like, no, this takes two days. It's like, I, so I, so I'm like, so I just basically tried to find all the people that follow me that I follow that are essentially Republicans to, to, to bet against me. But I, but there were people that reached out after I posted on Twitter, because basically yeah. the line that I posted on Twitter on that, that Twitter message is basically the best, like I couldn't get more action, anything better than that. Right. So I would never put, I got plus 300, but I would never post on Twitter that because I think I could drum up the action on the side. Like I'm not going to disclose what my line is no. until, until yeah, you shouldn't. It, yeah. Right. Cause, and, Cause now I'm trying to drum up new people, but yeah. I would get DMS from people that I never heard. Of. And I like, like several people DM me and said, Hey dude, I uh, said, you, you'd really think Biden's winning. I'll, I'll bet, I'll bet you a grand. And it's like, I don't bet with people. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't because because then it then it, then it's to, to me it's a free roll because yeah, it's not like, worth it. Not like worth I know it. I'm going to pay you, but you don't know if you I, I'm like no I'm I'm dealing with you know there are plenty of people that follow me for DFS and everything else. Yeah, that if those people want to take it up, if someone wants to take it up, I mean I remember right I I lost a bet to you on the bails right two hundred bucks or whatever, yeah. right <laughs> on because because I thought everyone was like just going with the the narrative that bails just never makes bad bets. So it's like if I can get plus one twenty, plus one twenty five, fine. And there was nothing going on at the time, so I'm like, fuck it. I, yeah. I, I I bet yeah. like a total of like a thousand bucks or whatever. But to me, those are the situations. Like technically, uh, Paul, uh, this past Saturday, I have to mention it because uh, because uh, uh, there's no better marketing than winning. Uh, yeah. I won one hundred seventeen thousand dollars in MMA. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that post. Those, the, but those the, MMA is a very linear experience. It's yeah. one like you could determine, like going into the last fight, like exactly what you need to happen to hold or to win. That yeah. like what I should have done if I if I wanted to head if I wanted to lock in a profit, yeah. like bet thirty grand on Derek Lewis because he was if he won I wouldn't have won right like but and he he was like a three he was like a three to one dog. So yeah. if I bet like 30, it's like plus 280 or something. So if I bet 30 grand on Derek Lewis and he wins, like, yes, I don't win $117,000 in, in the content. I come in 87th place or whatever the hell it is with, you know, yeah. I don't win anything, but I win the three, I win nine, I win 60 something thousand dollars. 
70, 80 something thousand dollars on the Derek Lewis bet instead. And if Derek Lewis loses, yeah. I lose 30,000 on the bet, but I went 117,000 in the cut. Right. So like I lock in. It's a good hedge. Yeah. Right. It's a great hedge. The problem is yeah. you need the liquidity. I mean, do I have $30,000 on a yeah. sport? Right. But if I have a good reputation, yeah. right. You Isn't it something where I could, it, yeah. I could DM you Paul and go, dude, I'm in this spot. Can you put down 30 grand on Derek Lewis? Knowing that if he loses and I win the 117,000 that you know that you're going to get the $30,000 from me. Yeah, exactly. I think having a reputation, you could definitely do so that. So to me, it's like, that it's almost like, it's all, it's like having a lot, like you're able to get almost like loans from non, like it's, you get yeah. loans, you get, you get, uh, uh, information, right? Cause yeah. if, if you're sharp, people talk to each other and they go like, what's going on over here? Like I, I noticed this over that. Is that guy winning that guy? Like that happens in the yeah. poker community, right? Sharp people talk to each other and go, yeah, man. Yeah, you, you should really you you if if you don't have a good reputation, no one's going to tell you about the good games. If you have a good yeah. reputation, people might say, "Yeah, maybe may, call this guy that their game's going yeah. on Wednesdays or Friday, right?" Like that type. But of they stuff. still, you know, you still just like you don't want to get the good players in those games, even if they, you're like, well, yeah, but if they if they did something for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, that's, like it's, yeah, exactly. that's what I mean. It's like it, you. But there's keep, a lot of stories about people being shady in those spots too. I I think now. More so, I mean, I've been out of the poker world for a while, but I think there is a lot of stories about it's become so political, especially with solvers and all that stuff that it's just like, it's so political, which is kind of sad, right? But that's the game, right? Like if you, like like poker players need to understand, it's like, it's not always the best player that's going to make the most money, right? Like there's other soft skills that matter in those areas. You may not like doing it. It may not feel great in certain areas, but like, you know, those soft skills are a necessity. And if you view the economy, the poker economy, DFS, as a as the same as like a business economy or like the normal economy, your word, your reputation is like your credit, right? Like so you can maybe get certain things if, if your word is solid and you have a good reputation and people trust you. But also if you're, you know, if you're there's a there's a lot of times where just doing stuff for people is positive EV, not just that it's, you know, the right thing to do, but like, you know, helping people out, giving them some information. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty closed off with a lot of stuff to do with soccer and DFS. Right. Yeah. If you you notice, I I have not asked you about your process or how you make lineups at all, because I, I, I know that's not the conversation we're going to have. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy about that. Right. Like I'm happy to try to, this is the thing is, is like, I don't want to misrepresent to people. I don't want to have to be like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to like, try to try to like fool people but also it's just like well so like there's a there's kind of a like a like a like a like a fine line of like I'll you know I, I you want to help people you want to say stuff but it's like I understand where my bread and butter is right for you it's totally different because your skill set is different as well right like like you said right like your your stream and your your uh, way of in DFS like your peak is gonna be incorporating like your background in comedy as well, which is like not necessarily just grinding out every dollar, right? As opposed to being like being open, helping people and like doing all the stuff that you do. For me, I don't necessarily think that at this point that I'm going that way. So it's like, well, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more closed with certain things. Cause I think in soccer, there's a lot of, I've done stuff differently and there's certain things that like, I'd rather just kind of keep, right. but over time it's changed a lot. Right. It's very similar to Saramek. I mean, Will, 
He's been on some, you know, UK podcasts or whatever like that. Yeah. And he and he says that he uses a model. He has his own, you know, he discusses, you know, the very high level. But I mean, he comes from the background of yeah. like, he's not, he's, he's not looking to be a public figure or anything like that. He'll, he'll, he'll help people out. He, he posts the golf, you know, sharp percentages things. Cause you know, he plays yeah. the PGA or whatever. But at the end of the day, like his bread and yeah. butter is PGA and soccer and, that's it. Red code eighty five. We don't even know who the hell that even is. Yeah, we don't know who that is. Yeah. Right, we did, right. But but those those are the yeah. people that like that's that you can't blame them, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're you 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 come out. I mean you at least you, I think very very similar to like the the get action you know the poker type of mentality is that even though like you're you're not like helping people out for soccer DFS. You're still yeah. fairly active enough on Twitter that you're responding and joking around with people. I mean, like, like you know, if if D D Davis Maddox says something stupid, well, you know, you say yeah. you know a little gift there and whatever. Like, it makes you more of a per. It makes you more of a person. It makes if people see you in the lobby, they're like, oh, it's yeah. you, right? Like, it's it's I I know yeah. I, I've seen you on Twitter, or whatever. You see Red Coat eighty five with the no avatar there. You're mm -hmm. like like it's it's the it's the it's, yeah. the it's the robot. It's the enigma. It's the guy who knows who this person is. Yeah, who uh, is this? But that work, but that works for for, for Red Code eighty five because he doesn't he's like, he doesn't give a shit. But for I you, the soft that. skills include yeah. the the Twitter. I mean, look look at look at look at the the Gilcast that yeah. that Davis and Nate and Sammy Reed do for NFL. I don't know if you had to listen to that. Where it's every Monday, they they basically say how how horrible they've done. Like like yeah. And and Davis gets all his head to head action from the guild. Yeah, Davis. Uh, Davis seems to get a ton of head to head, out, and he just, I think he gets a ton of head to head by just being a public personality and then just like bring it on. Which right, is, Levitan also for NFL. I yeah. mean, he he says the same thing that that you have ego players, right? And yeah. you see, you must have experienced that in poker, where yeah, people absolutely. know that you're a better player, but they're like, no, they they're playing for ego. They don't care if they lose nine yeah. out of ten times. But they want the story of the one out of ten times that they did beat. They beat yeah. the best player at the table. Yeah. And I don't mind giving that to them. I don't mind. You yeah. know, we we had a guy at the at the poker club that I that I ran, uh, Glenn, horrible player, nice guy. He owned three restaurants in the area, and he and uh, every so often he'd literally cater, like he'd call up and basically say, and and they yeah. were high end restaurants, like a high end Thai place, and yeah. there'd be thirty people there, and he'd like literally call up the restaurant. At you know before close and go make make this make and and we'd all have tithe like this is a good guy horrible yeah. at poker, uh, yeah. and he didn't and he didn't wasn't a high stakes play. I mean he would lose yeah. a couple hundred here and there whatever. Uh, there was there was one there was one hand that that uh, he, he oh we always mentioned because he he called he called me with ace high on a bluff at the end of a hand where I missed my flush and he. He's not the type of person that would call it ace high, and he decided to decide to call it a, and he and he got me. Yeah, I got. Uh, I would say he he came in twice, maybe twice a week. I guarantee you, one of the two times, if at the table or we were playing or something like that, he would mention it, and I would yeah. mention like I would because that's the entertainment factor. Like, yeah, he, that's what he plays for. He plays for yeah. that. So yeah. in 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 DFS, it's very similar that. People see your name or my name or Levitan's name or Davis's name or whoever, whoever you want to name. Yeah. Oh, I know that guy. I'm going to beat that guy. And and a lot of times 
you'll get to stop the shit talk on Twitter from random people like that. Not realizing that even if you're like the worst player, I'm only like a 62% probably favorite over you anyway, right? Like, yeah, exactly. like to beat, yeah, to, yeah. oh, I can't believe I beat this guy. It's like, dude, in a head-to-head, like even if you were horrible, horrible, you're, you're maybe a 30% dog, like maybe, right? Yeah, so it's like, those, yeah, you see it in a Discord or something, or like in a Rotowire Discord or something like that where they're basically like, yeah, I beat him, or I don't think he's that good, and this and that. Yeah, but, is, but, but isn't your job as an entertainment provider if we go by that, like similar yeah. to poker, to not to not be the one to say, well, you played like shit and be like, did, did, did not, you should be doing the nice hands instead of trying to explain the fact yeah. that in a head to head, you're yeah. never going to be that dramatically of a, like, you're not going to, uh, the worst DFS soccer player is not going to play you in head to heads 50 times and lose all 50 times. No. Right. It's not, it's just not going to happen unless you're submitting lineups with injured players in them. I mean, yeah. Like it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to Right, happen. but you're I mean, not going to... But to someone that wants to be on Twitter or wants to gloat in your DMs about beating you that one time, isn't that the same thing as that, that guy Glenn talking about absolutely. the time he caught my... Like, you want... Yeah. You want that. You yeah. don't want to... You don't want to dispel that. Now, if you're teaching people like I do on this show or whatever, and so, like, yeah, like... Like, understand yeah. the realism of head-to-heads is not like... Like, no one's a 99% favorite over anyone. But yeah. for the people that, if you want them to continue taking your head-to-heads, yeah. you shouldn't be pointing out. You shouldn't be. You should be going nice, nice lineup, sir. You yeah. got me there. You look at the lineup and you look how bad it is, and you go, yeah. "Yep, I guess you got that." The two center back goals, I, I, dude, can't yeah. beat you, right? I mean, like, good game, good right? game, good game yeah. right? Well done. I mean, it, I think a lot of people have a hard time with that. It's just like just try to keep it in perspective. Like, everyone's motivations for playing these games is not the same. Money is just like like a score, the scoreboard, I guess, the way to keep track. Some people want a story. Some people just want to have fun. Some people want to put a sick beat on you, and like that is like their goal. And I totally relate because I enjoy doing that to people too. And like putting a, this, sometimes it's like the the ability to put like a ridiculous beat on someone and then just laugh about it is great, and that's worth a lot, you know. Like, and a lot of these people are. They're not coming from the same background. Everyone's not viewing everything the same way. And like, I feel like it's important or it's, it's the best way to look at it is just to think it's nuanced. Keep a, keep the wide view of everything and try to like approach it like that approach that people are doing things for different reasons. And you should try to respect that and, and cater to it. And like, you can feel bad about the beat, but like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you're gambling. Try to have fun. Try to have a good time with it. Lean into it, right? Like, even if you're doing this to make a living by it, right? Like, you can still have fun. You can still enjoy it. You can still get the, the thrill, the rush. I think for me personally, it's like, look, I'm going to, anybody I play with, like, it's going to be fair. You're going to be just playing just me. I'm not going to be like working with all these other people. There's no, there's nothing like. There's, there's no collusion chat. There's no. Yeah, there's no, there's secret no chat. collusion. Yeah, there's no collusion. Yeah, but me, no... but Paul, me and you sometimes have to. Do you remember that one time that was like uh, maybe three or four years ago that me, you, and uh, and Max Crafter at Poop Dollars? Okay, yeah. It was it was it was it was. I remember it was a slate with Arsenal. It was with the Sunday game with Kazorla. Uh, yeah. This is how good of a memory I have. Where it was a, like it was like a six game slate or something, and all three of us had the same lineup. Yeah. 
But it was like the same, like fit in the set piece. Like as long as you chose the Arsenal set piece take, Cazorla, uh, yeah. like your lineup just almost built itself. And then yeah. someone on Twitter is like ranting and raving, like in in, in yeah. our mentions, going, you know, you guys are sh- or you guys are you know colluding or whatever. Like, and I like I had to respond because I because other people see it, so I need to respond yeah. because I yeah. I care about my reputation. I go, dude, yeah. I literally have never spoken to these people in my entire like. This is before I, I you never I've we haven't even had a DM yeah. DM discussion. It's like yeah. I've never. It's like, dude. Like, but it's yeah. a six-game slate. How do you all three have the same cash lineup? Because we're all skillful players, and we had right. And yeah, I look, I, I look at Saramek's lineup and go, "Oh, he has the lineup that I would have played if I didn't play Cazorla in this line." Like, yeah. like people don't seem to. To me, that tilts people. That that yeah. to me, that's a big detriment. I mean, I've expressed it to to DraftKings on the Voice of the Player Committee, which is a glorified, you know, focus group. But they don't they don't necessarily listen to us. That yeah. the perception is like. I don't even like that as a perception, but it's hard to get away when we have soft salaries on FanDuel for NFL. Yeah. And like half uh, uh, half the people you follow on Twitter, we all have the same lineup. And yeah. it's like I didn't do I like and it's not even a, it's not even a lineup that like it's not the blitz optimal, it's not like an awesome yeah. opt like it's just that if you if you did everything in your head, like this goes out to this comes out to 60,000 and cuz there's four players that are so mispriced that like you're obviously paying up for this guy. You're out like, and then 44 people have the same lineup. Yeah. And then uh, pe- there are people on Reddit that are like, this game is rigged. They're all, these are all bot accounts. They're all, yeah. you know, they're multi-accounting. And then, and then we're saying, no, it's an obvious yeah. lineup. And they don't get the fact it's only obvious because we're skillful players. So we could see that yeah. it's obvious. Mm-hmm. And all the skillful players are like, what did he, but the perception yeah. Of that is bad. For, don't you agree that that's the perception of that is bad for the ecosystem? The perception is just as bad as it happening. Well, I mean, no, I mean, in, I well, guess, they're going to believe it's happening even if it's yeah. even when it's not. Yeah. In terms of like the the. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it happens to some degree in like high stakes stuff. It, like three, mostly mostly in like the three mans. Type. The three mans is like the really big problem. And there is ways you could see that like, yeah, there are certain people that may do that. But it is really not like a lot of the stuff, the perception and the stuff that gets brought up is just like, it's bad. It's a bad look. These players are going to feel like that, whether it's true or not. Just like everyone thought online was totally rigged, you know? Right. And like, like it's, it doesn't matter. It, it hurts the game. So like if you can avoid it, you want to avoid it. And if the game and the, the, the site's putting up really soft pricing – is going to lead to that. And you're going to hurt those players are not going to want to play because they're going to feel cheated. And anyone who feels cheated, whether it be uh, accurate or not, is going to feel and is going to react like that. A lot of these not sharp and can't necessarily tell that feel like they're being cheated and they don't like it. And I get it. I get it. You know, like every couple months, like there will be some overlap and I'll be called a cheater. And I don't, I don't like it, and I, and I call it out right away because it's not – and, like, people that play at that level or anybody that plays high stakes can easily know that, like, I right, well, never overlap. Right, well, well, you that, see that's it, the, you that, see it all the time. It that, happens time to time, but – Well, that's the thing that I point – that's the thing that I point out. Like, I pointed I, – I, I responded yeah. to something on the Roto-Grinders forums. This is a while ago uh, where people were, were – someone was saying it's like this guy's colluding with that guy. Colluding, like they're all they're – all, they're all they're all cheating, and I'm like, well, these. If you think that these three guys are cheating, 
Well, these 10 guys are playing those three guys for tens of thousands of dollars and they don't seem to have a problem with it. So yeah. it's in there. If, if they, if the, the high stakes people thought that these three people were cheating, they'd be the first ones to be screaming bloody murder. Not guys that have not, you know, that you're playing $1 contests or whatever. So I said, but just based on like just Occam's razor, like if, if I'm, if I'm in a lobby playing $10,000 head to heads and $10,000 three mans, with people that I believe are cheating, either one, I will stop playing or I will make, I will try to get them banned. I would try, they would be the ones that make the awareness of it. So if anything, ask, ask the people that are affected the most yeah. by it. And when they're going, no, they, 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 no, you know, I, I see different line. I would like, they don't seem to have a problem with it. So if they don't seem to have a problem with it, then I have to, I shouldn't the assumption be that, that they're, they're probably nothing's going on, right? Because the people that are losing yeah. the if they're losing the most money, they would be the ones to. I mean, to yeah. me that's obvious. Well, to me that sounds obvious. Well, there's 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 two sides to that coin because, like we talked about, the perception. If you did see that, it necessarily wouldn't be great to call that out publicly because the the other players would see that as well and view that as cheating, and that and that would hurt overall the whole game and hurt them anyways. I think the sharpest collusion, the, the collusion that like a lot of the, the more casual players are work, worrying about is not really even hurting them that much, I guess. Like if they're just like all the same lineup in all the cash games and it's all that overlap, especially at other sports, it's like, yeah, they have optimizers. They use the same optimizer. It's like there's certain times when it's like it's going to be like it's, it is going to be very close. But there is that at like high stakes, there is people that have got caught you know, in three mans and in four and stuff like that, where they are colluding. You can't, but the thing is, is like, there is a line of like, what is cheating and what is like ethically gray, but not necessarily cheating by the rules or is unenforceable. Right. Right. And I think the point is, is like, don't even worry about it. If it's unenforceable and it's gray, it's like, it's still like, there's nothing they're, they're going to do. Right. It doesn't make sense even necessarily to call it out. But I mean, the sharpest, colluding would be that they're basically never overlapping not that they're overlapping it's the opposite right never right right they, right they go after the wrong thing like, like no yeah, they're going if, after the wrong thing right if they have this what once you see two players that have the same lineup in the three man they yeah. can't possibly be colluding because they'd be in it they, either they're the dumbest colluders yeah. or they're not right i mean like you Worst <laughs> colluders like yeah you want those people colluding in that spot right, right. they would be colluding if they never had the same lineup yeah, I, I mean, I'm fairly sure that DraftKings could run regression and you could nail who's colluding based on not overlapping their change from from maybe from cash games to three mans or four mans in tournaments and if they're entering the same lineups in tournaments. And you could easily see the pattern. They could probably nail it like that. Like they have like you you have a decent amount of sample size of all these slates. I'm sure you could design something that you, you could probably do it if they could catch it if they, they yeah, but, really want and, e and even if they great. even if they did yeah this only this doesn't affect 99.9999% of the yeah. the DraftKings live it it it, 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 refl it 10, 20 people i mean yeah yeah cuz they yeah. cuz they're not this isn't these aren't $5 three mans these are in dollar three i mean yeah it's it's not affecting any any that anyway and then but then also Paul you have the GPP yeah stuff the other way cuz obviously you go, well, uh Chipotle Attic and Papa Gates. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're 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 circumventing the en entry limits by 
putting in 300 lineups and never having an overlapping lineup. And every yep. every time I, I, I see that, and it, it, it's at least, you know, no, they're not even playing that much MLB anymore. Like, yeah. it it comes from the same mentality of 150 lineups. You can't lose with 150 lineups. It's like, uh, on an MLB slate, on an NFL yeah. slate, on an NBA slate with enough game with 10 games or whatever, the, the, yeah. the amount of, co- if you do the common rhetorics of that, like, like, it's most likely that, that like, dude, my 150 yeah. doesn't overlap this, your one, a random guy's 150 yeah. either. So, like, by saying, like, oh, they both played 150 and they made sure to not not have the, the duplicated lineup. It's like, yeah. well, if you could pull out, I had 150 and here's Larry Odo with 150. And we don't have yeah. duplicate. So, does that mean we're colluding? Like, dude, there's. Yeah. There's like 76 million combinations. Obviously, like the more li- it's more likely that two random yeah. people don't have a duplicated lineup than do. Yeah. So you can't use that as like proof. And then it turns yeah. out you go to yesterday's slate, they had 17 duplicates. And then you go to the slate before and they yeah. have zero. And then you go and then then they go, well, they they both had one had the pitcher in this game and one had the pitcher. It's like, yeah, because you're gonna build either lineup. And it's like, yeah. well, why did both of them had a lot of this guy? It's like, well, because they're both using the same goddamn fucking projection model. Yeah, and like, it's, and it's, di- it's difficult to you, how are you going to enforce it? Even if even, even if, if they did right, is. how would you be even able to enforce did. it? Well, like, how are you going to? Yeah, how are you going to prove it? I mean, you could you could run a regression and you could probably look at those numbers and and have a pretty good picture, right? You could just plot it all out versus all the other players and and look at where these guys are in terms of overlap and stuff like that. Potentially, I mean. They they could do that right, and I'm sure they could bring the hammer down. But but what's you know, the difference? They've probably but, they have already done it, and they 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 know if they are or they aren't. Like it's hard to say. Like I can't say because I don't watch their games, and I've never really seen them play. And so like I'm not there looking at it all the time. I have no idea. I would imagine that DraftKings does, or they can. No, but then, I, yeah. I I I've been studying. I mean, that's how I learned how to play by studying CSVs for, yeah. since the very very beginning. Yeah. Uh, I look at it. What's the difference? Like at Roto Grinders, right? Yeah. We we have we have basketball projections, right? Okay. So anyone that if if I if you go to lineup HQ and you're gonna build 150 lineups and you're not gonna change any of the projections, like Roto Grinders has thousands of subscribers that play NBA DFS. Like, if depending on how much now you have to make the decision how much certain people you have and what type of lineups you're building what type of groups you're making, like all type of stuff. But the core numbers that the optimizer is going by median wise is, is going to be the same for thousands of people. Yeah. So the likelihood of me using the same exact projection model saying, I want some of these and some of that and some of this. And then some other person shows up and says, I want some of this and some of that and some of this. And maybe it's close to what I am looking at. It's inevitable that, that we may have end up with similar lineups. We may end up with 150 similar and still not duplicated lineup, right? Like it's yeah, of course, yeah. it, it, and because only because we're using we're using the same base numbers. Now we both know that the two brothers are using the same they're they're using the same project like they're they, using the same yeah they're using the same projection. Right. So but they're yeah. making the decisions of who to play, who not to play, whatever like that. So what is yeah. the difference between if 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 me and uh and uh uh you know, cheese is good at uh, at Roto Grinders. We play baseball. And we're yeah. both using the same, you know, Derek Hardy's bat projections. My one hundred and fifty looks different than his yes. one hundred and fifty. Yet we both kind of have the same type of type of lineups. And it's like, oh, you're trying to look. No, we're we're both using the same. We're, we're using the same projections. It's inevitable and, that it's going to possibly be somewhat close. 
So I never understand, like, to me, it comes down to people that complain like that don't understand what a projection, like what, like just the, like the, they don't even have the knowledge enough to formulate an argument. And then you bring, bring this up. And what I'm saying doesn't mean they're not colluding. What I'm saying is that your, the argument you're making has, is, is not, is not valid. Right. It it could be true, but I'm going to, I'm going to show you a reasonable way that, that this could happen even like when they say, oh, they never have a duplicate lineup. It's like, dude, there's 76 million combinations. Like me and you would never have a duplicate lineup and we're not yeah. talking, right? Like, but they yeah. don't want, a lot of people, like you said, the perception is bad in and of itself. And yeah. there are a lot of, there are a lot of people, I mean, you have to admit over the, over the past five or six years since the big commercial blitz that, yeah. I mean, I hear podcast commercials from opposing companies or like new upstarts. Like there's, there's one, uh, that literally starts out that you want to play daily fan. The, it, you like to play daily fantasy sports. You're tired of the, of the, the sites being rigged against you. Like they're oh. u- literally using the term rigged in their Ooh. advertisement. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it, it's for stat. I don't know if you heard stat hero. I have not looked at stat hero. Okay. But from what I gather, what they do stat hero, this is from the commercial. This is not, obviously I'm not endorsing this cause I have not seen it. Stat Hero, yeah. you it's the it's it it's uh you play against the house, so the house shows puts the lineup up, so like you're playing a head, picture you playing a head to head, with someone that's going to show you their lineup. They give you the lineup. No, they give you, you the lineup against. that you're competing against. So they show they play face up. Right, so they play face up, and it's like you have you have to beat this lineup, and we'll pay you yeah. X amount for that. Now, obviously, the line. I'm assuming the lineup they're putting up is like the top median optimal lineup that you could like, it's like playing against the projected optimal. So mathematically, if their algorithm, if their model is, is more, is more accurate than the average user, like you're never, you're going to be, you're always going to be a slight underdog. Like that's where they get their, I mean, that's pretty much where the VIG comes from. So it feels like, Oh, if you beat them, they will. And if you beat them consistently, they will block you. They will probably, probably ban you, right? They will probably ban yeah, you. Probably ban you. But 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 the, but the, their whole argument is that, well, are you tired against playing against people that have tools and more time than you know tools and algorithms and computer bot? They they mention all this and and but they cut the first line is, are you tired of the sites being rigged against you? So okay, it's like if I mean, it, it, people actually. But the thing is, is that that's in a very appealing advert ad, you know good copy. Yeah. Because people do angle. believe that yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah, that's a very interesting angle, actually. Like, that's kind of interesting. I mean, it's a little bit. I mean, it's tongue in cheek for them to say tired of getting rigged. But yeah, I mean, people are generally not the brightest in lots of areas. You know, <laughs> like the you know, like there's a lot of reasons why stuff is profitable, and like we are probably dealing in a lot of times with a higher, you know, like a higher caliber a person thinking in dfs and poker and stuff like that and like some of these guys that are real smart still do real you know bad things and like can you imagine yeah and like like poker right like everyone believes it's rigged people people generally don't want to take ownership for their for their mistakes why they lost money and why they did stuff right like so there is a big subset that are gonna easily take the take the easy narrative that fits why they lost it's rigged it's this it's that and we know it's like no it's not you're maybe not great or it's just that like maybe you are but like well, maybe maybe you're on absolute maybe you're on absolute poker and it actually is rigged 
Yeah, maybe that's that's the fucked up thing. Is that right? Like, well, that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Back then, you, yeah. maybe you're on up to maybe 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 yeah. you have to, right. You, you remember that account yeah. on Absolute yeah. Poker? That that was a thing back in the day. Yeah, and this this is the thing is right. It's like they ran a huge regression and they plotted it out, and it's like yes, like I believe in math and science. This is cheating, right? Right. No and one could like, no one could be that optimal. No one. No yeah. one. Like yeah, it's, it's like, like the whole thing is like no one is ever going to be that good. Like that is the most compelling argument for me right like science data there's a lot of people that just like i mean there's a bunch of examples we could use right now right like i don't want to get into coronavirus there's a lot of people that are using some really stupid arguments and there's a lot of data and science from multiple sources that is decentralized that is saying something different so you know i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to profit from people not doing let's say the optimal thing and so like i could see why they leaned into that even though i like long term like that's not the great strategy because you're in daily fantasy and you are basically like acknowledging that it's rigged is just i don't know i don't well, know but they're not really in daily fantasy it's very it's they're they're more yeah. in the they're to me they're more in the, the space that is in between like monkey knife fight or prize picks and, yeah and and, and, th- and those and those to me yeah. to me paul you, you you bet on sports, right? You're 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 a sports better. I do, but not not a ton. I yeah, mean, but but you know enough. You know enough yeah, about yeah, the yeah. Ma- right. Yeah. That to me, they're the most predatory companies. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know if you've, you've taken a look at those types of sites. Like I'm not, I'm not familiar with them. Like mon- like monk like it's it's pro it's basically like it's all prop based betting, but you have it's prop parlays. Okay. So oh, se- so essentially, what they will give you is. Like, okay, in MLB, you get to pick a game. You have to pick pick two players that hit a home run in this game and we'll yeah. pay and we'll pay you two to one. So they're just giving them terrible odds. Right. Stop. Well, it's all it's all obfuscated. So like in MMA, for instance. Yeah. What they'll show they'll show they'll show a significant strike numbers. They'll show yeah. and this fight, uh Here's the over-under. It's 80 for this fighter and 60 for the other fighter. You have to do up and down for two of them, and you get paid two and a half to one. Now, assuming that the lines are efficient, okay. they should be paying you three to one, right? Because it's 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 a 50-50, on two, so it's 25%, yeah. that's three to one. They're paying you two and a half to one. So depending on the bets on the, on the lines that they have, though sometimes the lines are off, but is the line ever going to be that off that you could make... The, uh, the difference of a of a twenty something percent hold, like no. you can't, you're not. You're like even if the line is off yep. by a lot, now you're gonna yep. be break, you're gonna be break even long term. So that's why I look at these things and I go, yeah. go, like, dude, I looked at I because I, I was looking at Monkey Knife Fight and looking like, okay, if you pick, there, there was one, you get paid, I, I think it was eight to one, if you pick out three home runs in this game, and I'm like, and you get to pick any three players. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and then I all I did was I went to the uh, just a DraftKings sports book, just like a, a regular retail book, like horrible lines, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, what are the what are the home run odds of of the top three the top three players in the game, the highest odds players? Yeah. And if you put all three together in a parlay, it would pay sixteen to one. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, but that's the, but to me that's the pre- to me that's more predatory. Yeah. Then, then what Stat Hero is doing? It's like they're obfuscating the odds so much, and they're like they don't. People just don't don't. It looks like oh, this looks oh, like yeah, a fair that's, bet, that's, but it's really not. That's way more predatory for sure. I mean, Stat Hero. I mean, from that concept, is like 
I think it's not, it's kind of just like bad for their own business of what they said about like Tyler getting playing rigged, I guess, because that can come back to bite you because you're basically acknowledging that like in these spaces there is rigged. So now like that may come back to bite you. But yeah, that's, that's not as predatory. I think it's kind of interesting that you could play face up. I mean, you kind of know, it's like here it is, right? Like you have all the information. But isn't that, I mean, the, it, but isn't that the same as sports betting though? Yeah. Because I mean, basically Stat Hero is showing, this is basically what they're saying, even though the users may not understand it. This is what we believe is going to yeah. be the, the lineup that wins the most often from a median standpoint. And yeah. if you could beat it, if you, could, if you have skill enough to beat that, obviously yeah. we may start limiting you. But isn't what the sportsbook doing is going, oh, yeah. we have uh, 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 Liverpool minus 265. If you be, if you believe that they should be a bigger favorite, then you should be betting on this, right? Like, yeah, that, yeah, right? It isn't like it the same, same thing? That it's just it's like using a DFS thing, lineup. Yeah. yeah, they're basically just kind of tweaking it a little bit, incorporating DFS, and basically like at least it's like here, if you think you can beat it, beat it. I mean, yeah, I don't, that, that doesn't sound super scummy. I mean, I no, guess. no, I, it it doesn't. Yeah. I just I don't like the ad. I just the, when the advertisement, yeah, the when, is, when people yeah. relate to the fact that. It, the fact that some agency or some company said, because it's good copy, because I was I've been in marketing, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. A lot of people think DFS is rigged. So how is how is the way? How are we going to say here's play DFS yeah. to the people that already think it's rigged? Like, well, yeah. let's let's do it this way. And yeah. It's like, no, that works. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of money in leaning into people's you know biases that are maybe you know way off, but. And yeah, we see it in politics of, all the time. Yeah, I mean, politics is just, it's gotten, I mean, it's, it's, it's been like that forever, but it's gotten further and further off the rails where people are just embracing it more and more that it's just like, yeah, let's just lean into the craziness. Uh, last question. As, as a gambler, purely thinking as a gambler, do you really think it was, it was that like morbid of me to bet on COVID deaths? I bet on him too. We both did. Yeah, it's I did. like, no, I, you I, betted I, on it also. Yeah, I mean, look, look. I mean, Because I've got a lot of shit for that. People are like, what? what but now you're rooting for death. I'm like, no, someone made a bad line and I took advantage of it. I don't think that's fair. I mean, I bet on it. Look, I think that was wrong. It's like, man, I bet against my interests all the time. You know, like, I don't. I don't want it to happen, but like, yeah, the lines that people were putting on for COVID deaths were insane. And like, yeah, I did bet on it. People were like, well, that's this, that's that. I don't want to do it. I'm just like, okay, like what I, I definitely want to lose this bet, but like, I know that this is good value. Like, what am I supposed to do? Right, I but just, what are you, you're a gambler. What are you supposed to do? It's, it's, yeah, it's I mean, stupid I value. Stuff I don't want all the time. Like it doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything. Like it's, I have no, I have no power over this outcome. Right. Right. Imagine, like, I, I told I told people, imagine if uh, I live in Louisville, which is a fairly big city. And I and, and yeah. if someone if someone came up to if I came up to you and said, yeah. I'll bet if I'll bet you I'll give you a million to one that uh, no one dies from a car crash today in Louisville. Yeah. And all you have to do is bet a dollar. And if someone dies in yeah. a car crash today in Louisville, I'll give you a million dollars. Now that someone dies in a car crash in Louisville, like once every other day, like. Like you'd yeah, be stupid yeah. not to take that bet, even though not, you'd need something bad to happen. But like, like what, what are you telling me that, that, oh, that you should never take that bet either. Cause someone's going to die and you're going to profit off of it. Like, dude, if someone's, what if, 
You're you're profiting off of the other stupid person giving you that bet, not yeah, the person like, dying. I have no like this thing is like I get I get shit from my friends, like like friends I play soccer with about like my opinions and like my views towards soccer because they're basically they just view like oh like he's a whore he goes for this or that i'm just like listen man like i have to be objective if i'm basically like what i want doesn't really like i can't change what i want so i'm gonna bet on what i think is profitable like i can separate out the two like i'm sorry but also you know you could look at it from the angle of like of their calling you scummy it's like listen guys we gamble if we're gambling that's our income what about us we're we're out of we're out of income right now. So like, is it is it scummy for us to basically like try to be making an income and betting on like Bale's push up bets and like COVID when that's all there is there to bet right now because all these other sports are shut down. It's like, what about the what about the consideration for us that we need to get bets in? Like, so there's two sides to it, right? It's like <laughs> you gamble for a living. It's like I you can't just go around turning down good bets and like those bets were simple. And I was I was telling people. I did my part, what I could control, I feel like. I raised alarms to people as much as I could about the risks of COVID early on before it was like as much before it was, you know, on the public radar. And I told everyone I knew and I warned people and I said, hey, this is dangerous. Be careful. The data is very clear, you know, coming from a healthcare background and all that stuff. So I did what I could control, but I'm still going to fucking bet on it. So Right. Because well, people were good. So... Right. I mean, it was the, yeah. it was the beginning of March and people. Right. I'm, I'm betting against people that don't think there's going to be 50,000 dead by the end of the year. And I'm yeah. like, right. And I, re I remember I mean, obviously, one of one of the bets was against Empire Maker because that was public on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then I ended up giving giving him the money back when he beat Awesomeo in the in that 10 thing. So basically, we're even now. Uh, yeah. So I sent the, basically sent him his own money back uh, yeah. that. Like I looked at like what I remember it's like uh when we said, Well what what number are we gonna go by? Like on what site by the end of the year? It's like we were talking about like the Worldometer site, which isn't yeah. the most accurate. And like my reaction was, I don't think it's gonna matter. Yeah. Like and it and it turned out it didn't because it hit that number by like like the end of May or the beginning of June. Yeah. I, I like was... like this is this is how off the that's why I couldn't not bet it. Uh, especially since I'm tweeting about it and I believe Empire Maker was the one that basically and which I agree with. Don't run your mouth if you're not willing to put money on it, because then your opinion means nothing. And I'm yeah, like, you're, you're absolutely right. Okay, two grand. Let's go. Like, and I wanted to do. Is it, Paul, do you think? Do you think I outthought myself here, Paul? This 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 is a question. This comes back to the integrity type of thing. Yeah. I've never placed a bet with Empire Maker before. Okay. Yeah. So, but now it doesn't mean he doesn't know who I am, right? He follows me. We follow each other and everything like that. He knows me from soccer. I mean, it's not like he doesn't know me. Uh, but we've never, we've never, I've never traded money with him. I've never, there's been, there's been no trust anything to establish. I wanted to bet 20,000, but yeah. I believe that if I would have said 20,000, he would have said no, because since we've never made a bet, like he would think that I'm just free rolling. Like he thinks I'm a low stakes DFS player. Just yeah. free, like I'm never gonna pay him, but he's he knows he's gonna pay me because he has enough of a yeah. following. If I if I go, I have enough of a following. If I say that Empire Maker never paid a bet, it'll hurt his reputation. So yeah. I need to get a bet that's much lower, just so he he could at least have a realistic expect expectation that I will pay him. So yeah. I thought that 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 line was like two thousand. Do you think that I was being I overthought it that I could have just said twenty thousand and he would have said fine? 
I think you could. I think you could negotiate right. it. But you do you do you, you at least agree with my thought process of yeah. like I have to take into account I don't want to come across as a free roller. Yeah, by I making think he, a bet that maybe people think I could can't possibly pay. I think he probably got free rolled a lot during the elections. He probably said that because I think he was putting out a lot of action, and he was needling the hell out of people, and he got a lot of action. And I think he probably got free. Yeah, but he also got he, paid by know, plenty. Like, of people. His reputation is very good. He, he yeah, but he paid. also got paid by plenty of people. He, he got paid by got, a lot of people. Right. But I would I, say, yeah, I would say, I would say, like he 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 probably is willing to gamble on it. I think he probably would have done it with. He might have done it with you. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but I do know getting empire money is is sweet when you get it. I bet I bet on it too. I bet him on that too. It's good. It's hard to get. It's hard to get money off. He's a sharp guy. So right. Well, you get well, his money. Well, some you try to take advantage of the buys. It's just like. With the the political with the election night, where people are just overreacting to, yep. to Miami, yep. to, to Miami, to like yep. and 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 you you saw me on I was just I was having the most fun of my life on on, on Twitter. Yeah, I I looking back, I I really missed. I should have bet a lot more. I, well, that's uh, I I, I, I should have bet a lot more. I I should have had money on. I I was on the assumption because. I, I was going to, I was considering it. It was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm big into, pre, like, I've been following presidential elections, like, from yeah. a precinct level for so, like, because it's so nerdy. And, like, from, like, the 92 election. Uh, the like, precinct level was all the action. Right. Oh, yeah, election night, that's where all, I think, like, you could have just, you because you could have got it in at, like, plus 500. Right. Well, that, that. When it was just based on how it reported, yeah. Right. And then I'm, yeah. I'm looking. I, I, so, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. You go. Yeah, I was just, uh. So uh, my partner, my girlfriend, who's like had worked in D.C., worked at a think tank. So like I'm just like getting all this information like for her. I mean, I, I'm following the election, but like precinct by precinct, like the reporting. She, you know what I mean? Like she's a, uh, a political science major. That's all. That's all her information. So she was kind of feeding it to me. And I remember seeing like a lot of the discourse. I remember you posting about stuff. And I'm just like, there is such a huge edge on this because this line was fluctuating massively with there's already just like the bias of people that are betting on Trump are just hugely skewed towards not like understanding that. And like that, the edge was just massive. Like it's one of the best gambling spots there's been. To me, it was a better gambling spot than uh, uh, Mayweather McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it was one of, the, it was one of those like once in a lifetime. Yeah. And, and that's, and I think that is, and like, that is my, uh, that it, like that is something that I kind of live by is like when you see those spots, you have to be aggressive. So like you have to you you can be nitty and stuff, but like how you take those opportunities can really change your projection going forward. And like if you pick the rights when you when you if you you have first of all you have to be able to identify your edge. But if you can identify your edge, then you want to be aggressive. Like on average, you can be a lot more aggressive in those spots. And I think that like you can really do well being aggressive when you can identify the edge. The first thing is identifying the edge. I think looking at that, you could see the edge. Looking back, obviously it's a little bit different, but I think like that are those, like those type of spots are the spots where you can really be aggressive and you can really kind of like benefit yourself long term, like the value of those those spots. And I think that was just like the sickest spot. I, I, I just didn't I didn't realize how inefficient the political betting markets were. Because I didn't have, because I didn't have experience in political betting, that's the main reason I had to bet with other people on Twitter. Like I couldn't get money. On, I mean, 
I, I couldn't get money on because I, I yeah. literally, I would have, I would have, I would have put a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars because I was, I wasn't just betting on on Biden. I was betting on three hundred electoral college votes, like everything. Like if you know, if you follow presidential elections, you know the demographics of certain areas are correlated to each other. Yeah. So you could say if this, if what, what, what did the results come in? Four years ago in this area, what are they yeah. coming in now with 88% of the precincts? And you yeah. know that like but for Trump, like Trump's gonna capture more of the older vote. And if this yeah. age demographic is coming in lower, this yeah. if for him and more for Biden, it's gonna affect yeah. this spot in Philadelphia, it's gonna this spot yeah. in Arizona, this spot in North Carolina. And then yeah. once you start playing with that, you go, Oh, if he loses this by to, if he loses this, instead of getting 70%, he gets 67%. Yeah. Like he's going to lose Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan. And once you start counting up all the states, yeah, it's like, oh, Biden has over elect 300 electoral college votes. And I look and I see the line on that is like, like plus 850. Yeah. And I'm like, how do, how do I, I'm like, I'm look, I'm like, yeah. wow. It's like, and I, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting that. I got that with two people at plus 400 yeah. eventually, but I mean. Not for that much money, so I mean, whatever. But like, I, if if I, I knew I think, if I knew it was that efficient, I would at least have had money available and ready. I wouldn't. I things. would like. I I wouldn't feel too bad about it because I think we have all the information. Looking back, this is that th that was a totally different scenario than every other election because of the Trump factor, because of like the the distrust like wrongfully placed distrust in pollsters from the previous election with Hillary Clinton that all these people didn't understand that like a lot that like Nate Silver got it correct which within the margin of error right that it created this atmosphere of like these people that basically like are are just believing whatever Trump says. Trump is saying this. It's like it's almost like a cult that they're basically like bought into all that. And it's also confirmation you, bias of they're they're yeah. cherry picking all the information that looks good and disregarding exactly. the ninety seven percent that says otherwise. Yeah, and but the problem is too is they, they don't they don't even know how to disseminate this information that's coming in. So they see oh Trump got eighty percent in like this suburb of all white you know people in the south. And like they're like, oh, he's a huge favorite, and the line moves out. They're better, and he should have been getting ninety percent because he's going to be getting killed in all these other areas. Mm -hmm. So like, not only are they like they have this auto internal bias, but like they don't even know how to accurately disseminate that information. And like looking back at it, it's like I realized it was like I mean I wasn't prepared or anything thinking about that, but looking back at it, it's like holy shit, the amount of money you could make, like sitting there analyzing that data and having it all played out beforehand to be like, okay, we get this information. We'll, you, you, you had information that, 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 that gave you more of an edge, but the book was moving the opposite direction because all of these people were misinterpreting it. And then all these other people had basically like, 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 like uh, PTSD from four years ago of like, Oh my God, it's happening again. And it just created this really weird, situation that was massively profitable but, if you were prepared for. Paul, people were betting on Trump a week after the election. Yeah, that was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I have a friend that has like had like all these bets, like still and like they kept going. And I had a bet with a friend and uh and he was not like he was not paid. Like, I don't know what's gonna he I think I could have bet him again. I, he was a close friend, so I didn't really want to, but he was like, yeah, he was not paying up because like it's gonna come back. Like they're gonna change it. 
And then the recount, I was like, dude, just let it go. I let it believe it for a while, but it was just, oh my God. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but hey, still. we may we may get it again. Maybe he runs again in twenty twenty four. We might. I don't think it'll be exactly the same because I think people will be prepared. Betting lines at least will be prepared. But yeah, I think it'll still be profitable if Trump runs. I think I think even I think whoever runs it's gonna be profitable because there's just a subset that have like completely disassociated from anything science and anything data driven that are gonna be soft. So I think either way it's gonna be soft, but I think that was like the all time. So maybe you know what? Maybe let's maybe let's talk before the next election. We'll get a model. We'll do something. We'll get some money, and we'll basically just try to see if we can smash it. Sounds sounds good to me. And, and oh, we could do the same the next pandemic. Yeah. I, well, no, we can't <laughs> even know. We now we're cheering for a pandemic. Come on. Right. <laughs> right we wrong. can't do that. We can't do that. But I hope another pandemic comes in ten years from yeah. now, so I can make some more money. Right. Well, I think you could still bet on the pandemic now, just like you could on the Trump thing, and they probably they they think that it's they're not real deaths. Oh, the, I have no. I have to bet on the vaccines. Yeah, that, the vaccine. Yeah, actually, the vaccine. Yeah, I mean that one would be interesting. Okay, so pew 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 on Twitter. I'm assuming the one with the one e is taken, and that's why you had to do all those e's. I can't remember why I did it. I think it might have been something else <laughs> that I did, and I, I think it might have been normal before, but I changed it for for some reason. I don't know. I don't want a time. I don't want my uh, Twitter account Google or something. I can't remember why. Oh, oh, so you want to be so even though you want to be hidden, you have no problem coming on this show for two hours. To but it's still what did pe- what did people learn from you really? Did you give away anything that? Uh, no, you didn't, right? No, I don't think so. No, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that like is uh, all the stuff I'm talking about is all out there. I don't think there's anything. Right, but th- this is this is not gonna this for for the first EPL slate coming up on Saturday. Like this did not get everyone get everyone a hint on. Uh, will you be playing? Uh, 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 what asked? What Aston Villa uh, yeah. midfield forward player are you going to be playing? And uh, and and what what Southampton player will be t- be taking set pieces? True. I mean, even even if you asked me, I couldn't tell you because I haven't even started doing any research. Right. It's right. It's so hard. Like the first the first thing it's like, oh, James Ward Prowse is not going to be. It's not going to be in for Southampton. Like, there's no one yeah. that's been taking set pieces for them. And you don't know. I mean, you years. can maybe dig down some stuff, but I think I think this one is going to be there's going to be a lot of getting your dartboard out and just kind of see. Right, well, you got to go through the preseason games and see. Yeah, see, go through the preseason games. Get the yeah. I got all the video of the preseason games lined up. So <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay. Thanks for coming on. Pew 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 uh, on the Mount Rushmore of DFS soccer. Uh, living in the gray area. Right, kind of you live living, living in the gray. Everything you talked about was kind of like, like there's yeah. no black, there's no white. It's kind of the gray area, and that's kind of where you live. You live, yeah. like, nothing's out of bounds, but you know. that's where the value is. I think you get in the gray area. That's where all the value is. And there's value in purchasing the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour exactly. audio DFS masterclass that you could find at theoryofdfs.com.